What's up, folks? I want to give a big thank you to all of our sponsors for the month of November. We're going to start off with my boy, Mr. Connor Burdurka. It's B-U-D-U-R-K-A. Not only is he a country music artist, but also he owns Freedom Builders up in Ohio. You guys need to go check him out now. His Instagram is the Connor B. Over in Alabama, we've got Miss Kim Lee Insurance Agent. You can hit her up now at 256-907-9660. We got to hang out with them last week, and we'll get to hang out with them this weekend for the Veterans Day event at Back Road Park, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Y'all hit her up for all your insurance needs. Miss Anna and Alexis over at Pearl Promoting. Look them up on Facebook now. We work with them a lot. They are awesome. Also, over in the same area, we got Cotton Field Grill. Mr. Kevin and Ty, they take care of us every time we come over there. They are the best. Please check them out if you're over in Sneed, Alabama. And right next to there is Back Road Park and Event Venue. We have a big event there this weekend for Veterans Day. So you guys definitely need to go look that up. That is Miss Ella Langley and Trey Lewis on Saturday and Tristan Bond Confederate Railroad on Friday. Tickets are still available. We will definitely be there along with several of your favorite social media personalities. Big thank you to Deep South Chemical. We will be having them on the show this month and they will explain more into detail what all they offer. Your Choice Healthcare over in Eastman, Georgia. Miss Lynn has been helping me not only with my ADD, but my weight for the past couple months now. And let me tell you, I can see a huge, huge difference. Check out Your Choice Healthcare. Project K9 Hero. Look them up on all social media platforms. They help out retired military and law enforcement animals. And Mr. Jason Johnson is just one of the best dudes you could ever meet. Project K9 Hero. Up in Macon, we got Cashman's. Mr. Ron up there is just, God, he's a good dude. If you need a good place to go drink, hang out, have a good time, and listen to good music, Cashman's in Macon, Georgia is definitely the place to be. If y'all wonder why I get to walk around so good and his back don't hurt as much as it used to, you need to check out Middle Georgia Total Healthcare. My dude over there, Dr. Dustin Smith, will get you hooked up for all your chiropractic needs and several other things. Look them up now. I need y'all to go to Instagram and look up Coach R-A-E-E-E, -E -E, Coach Ray. This is Miss Reagan that goes everywhere with us that keeps my ass in check. She's helped me lose some weight. She's helped my overall mental health. She's just a great, great person to have as your fitness instructor. She can do things online with you or she can show up in person. So I need you guys to hit her up now. Go to Instagram at Coach Ray. 
Don't forget to stop by and see my guy over at DPF Alternatives. They moved recently to 288 Eatonton Highway over in Gray, Georgia. Hit them up for all your diesel needs. My girl at Better Than Basic website design, Miss Erica, I need you guys to please, if you need a logo done, a website built, whatever, she does all of our artwork, everything. She did our new website, the Josh Terry podcast.com that's where you can get all of our merch and everything from us miss erica is awesome she's easy to deal with she's absolutely wonderful we're grateful to have her on our team so you guys go check out better than basic now all right that's enough of the business let's get to the show what's up folks thank y'all for tuning into the josh terry podcast uh today i'm very excited i'm very very excited um i get to be proud of people every once in a while uh but I usually get proud of them for different reasons. A good song comes out, or they drop a good podcast or some shit like that. Uh, but this guy right here, well, actually, I'm going to introduce the girl first because, uh, yeah, it's going to take me longer a second, but I'm proud of her too. Uh, Coach Reagan is hanging out with me today. Hello, beautiful. You're not used Hello. to being on camera, are you? No, I did not dress for this. See, but... if you were one of the OnlyFans girls, you'd, just, you'd be fine. I'm, I'm not fine. Oh, you're bitch fine as frog hair, split four <laughs> ways, baby. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, it is not used to the, a camera in your face. Yeah, no. Well, anyway, uh, you're not the special guest today, but you're always my special I guest. You know what I'm saying? Guest. What? I said I am a special guest. You are. You are. I needed your input today. Plus, I just wanted to hang out with you and have some fun with you because I missed you during Thanksgiving. So, you. So thank you for coming today. Thanks for having me. Anyway, so now back to kissing somebody's ass. Uh, I get to be proud of this dude because when he first started coming around, I got to hear him talk about chasing his dreams and doing what the fuck he wanted to and not just being small town bound for the rest of his life. And I don't care how he finished in the show or what he did or that he's technically America's favorite fucking person right now because he was my dude beforehand and I got to... Watch him do what he's dreamed about doing. So I'm damn proud to call Mr. Cam Harden a friend, family, and all that good shit. And uh, I'm proud of you, brother. Thanks, man. It's really, it's really good to be home, man. I appreciate all that. Anytime, anytime. I'm surprised that you're even like cool enough to. Uh, are you, you know, not too big to come hang out with me anymore now? Because it seems like everybody in the world wants a piece of that ass. Too, dude. You know, you were my first call. Like I've, I've had a lot of people want to talk, but you were the first yeah. one. I was like, I just, I'm going to the house. We're doing this. Well, what's funny is me and you probably won't even talk about Big Brother. We'll probably just bullshit and talk about yeah. life. This will be the one. This will be the one interview slash podcast slash Zoom call slash meeting that I've done in the past week and a half where I don't really care what we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just proud of you. Like I really am. Like I can't. One of the first conversations me and you ever had when you started coming around again a couple of years ago um, was just the fact that. I wanted to see more people and you already had your mind made up. I didn't help you make your mind up. So I'm not trying to take credit for anything. Uh, but I wanted you to know, just like I want everybody else to know that where we're from, there is life out there besides for here. And it's okay to chase your dreams and shit and seeing you do it. You know, it's just, it's fucking cool for me. Well, what was good was, I mean, we talked about all this stuff and you had, you you chased big stuff and you've done what you've done and I knew that if there was anybody that I was going to talk to about just off the wall like insane ideas that no one 
no one from where we're from thinks of. No one from where we're from did what I did or has, or does what you do. We just don't do that around here. And the best part about talking about all that stuff with you, about all my aspirations and dreams and goals and stuff I wanted to do um, out West was the fact that I had support. It wasn't even like uh, like support as in I got your back or I got your... It was literally you just sitting there going, yeah, you can do it. Like It's not even a question. You can do it. Yeah. Anybody else that I talked to would have been like, that's nuts, dude. Yeah, good luck with that shit. You fucking loser. <laughs> Well, go that, get go do real stuff and be a real man and do you know do this and you're like yeah damn dude and but talking to you you were like absolutely let's go well why wouldn't you push somebody to do it like that, that's my thing is there's so many people around here dude they're just and I know they're happy with their lives or the majority are they? of them are are they I mean there's a lot of them that probably aren't to be real with you because they've been taught <laughs> hey you get out of high school you get married go work you, that nine to five and I did it. I did it, and that's how I knew that I didn't want that. Yeah. I just, not a lot of people have the balls to try to do something on their own. Between Reagan starting her own business uh, with her being Coach Ray and all that good shit and helping people with weight loss and fitness, you going and doing everything that you're trying to do now, or even me, like, you have to gamble on yourself. And gambling on yourself is a scary fucking thing. But, but if you don't believe in yourself and think you can do something, I don't think anybody else is going to. Well... I mean, boy, me and you came up too. We had the same coaches. We had the same teachers. You know, we had the same people that told us if you're gonna if you're gonna fucking do something, do it. Don't go in half assed. You don't you don't half ass two things. You whole ass one thing. And I just I did what you told me to do. Yeah. You said if you're gonna fucking do this, go. And it worked. So <laughs> well, you could tell from a long time ago, dude. You've always had a big personality, anyway. Yeah. And most of the time. <sighs> I don't think I'm very egotistical or anything like that. I don't think I'm very conceited or nothing like that. But I have to have some type of belief in myself to where I think I can walk into a room and if the person that I want on the show or the person that I want to be affiliated with or whatever, I think that all it takes is them listening, having a conversation with me, and we're going to become friends Like just because my personality is going to rub off on you. And I think that's the same thing with you to where – I knew when you started talking about this, you had a good enough personality and you're a good enough dude to where all they got to do is hear you. All they got to do is see your submission tape. All they got to do is have you on one fucking episode. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're America's favorite big brother. Well, I mean, you talk about confidence is key. I mean, it's in a, in a, in a society where everyone is, you know, afraid to step out too hard and be themselves too hard. Confidence is currency in this world and everybody's just bankrupt morally when it comes to That's talking good. about themselves. That's good, right? You know there. what I mean? Like it's um the hardest time that it you can't just talk about yourself all the time. But it's like going into a job interview. When you go into a job interview, you have to tell them what you're good at. If you don't, they're not going to know it. And it's the exact same thing if you're going to chase a dream or go after something or be the 100% yourself. You have to tell them who you are, what you want, and how you want to get there. Or if not, they're not going to help you. They don't know what you want. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that can sit here and tell you how great they are all day. Yeah. And then you get in the fucking room with them, and you're like, this person's bland as fuck. <laughs> this person isn't a bad person. It's just you've built yourself up. The way that I've lied on every job application ever trying to make myself sound better, feel yeah. better, whatever. You know, and I always like, why the fuck didn't they hire me 
I had to, I, there's no way that anybody had better credentials or whatever, how I made myself sound. But those people saw in me that I wasn't the right fit for stuff. And a lot of people have that same thing to themselves, but in real life, everyday life is you can build yourself up. You can say you're confident. You can say you're a bad son of a bitch. You can say all this stuff. But then when the real people get in front of you, they realize you really lying. It's like true. you're just not who you are. And it, I mean, to who take you it a say you are. Yeah, to me. take it a step too. And this is something that I learned from my dad. And you learned it from my dad too. It's you know confidence is key, but if you're not humble, yeah. if you don't know what it is that you were given, if you don't know, I mean, God bless, dude. You can work your you can work your ass off and not make it anywhere because there's a certain level of luck and just coincidence and things that have to line up perfectly yeah. for you to get where you want to go. And if you don't recognize that within yourself, then you're wrong. You have to know that you have to, you're standing on the backs of the people that put you where you are too. I mean, you worked hard, but someone else, someone else gets some credit too. And if you're not willing to say, Hey man, I didn't do this alone. Then yeah. man, I don't get, no matter how confident you are, how much belief you have in yourself. I mean, you got to give back always. Yeah. I have a bad habit of saying we or us instead of I. Yes. Like, and it's where I'll be doing a show or I'll invite somebody to come on or something like that or whatever. And I'll be like, Hey, we want you to have on the show or, <laughs> yeah. or in Nashville or something like, Hey, come join us or some shit. Like and they don't realize like, they always ask me the same thing. Like who's we, who's us. And it's, it, to me, it's everybody that's ever helped me yeah. get to where I'm at. We as you, if you want to come help us out. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. And there's there's just not enough people that... Folks just don't realize, man. Like, you ain't got to step on nobody's toes. Mm -mm. You ain't got to fucking put somebody else down to lift you up. Like, where we're from, we learned it. You know, I, I really, you keep bringing up your dad, but your dad, I've told you a million times... I, he might not have liked me in high school and I might not have liked him some of the times, but he has some of the biggest, had some of the biggest influence on my life because as a child, I didn't understood what a man was telling me. If he gave you shit, he liked you. Yeah. If well, he didn't give you shit, he didn't really care. There was a couple of times he didn't talk <laughs> he to me, you, but there was a couple of times he, he gave, ran the fuck out of me He gave you plenty of shit. I remember that. <laughs> I yeah. love him. But that's, that's just one of the things, man. It's, I, and, I respect the shit out of people that when I say, hey, I see something in you, like, let me tell you what I see in you. Now, what you do with it is what mm -hmm. you do with it, right. right? Now, there's some people, if I criticize or I say something like, hey, I would do it this way, they get fucking pissed with me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, look, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm trying to say, hey, this is, you know, I see more in you. I believe in you so fucking much that I'm putting my two cents in. Yep. If I didn't believe in you and didn't think you were good at what you were doing, or if you veered just a little bit and just tried what I'm saying to you, you could be better. A lot of people are like, no, I'm stuck in my ways. And if you're one of those people, you're just never going to be successful in my mind. And you it, have to have what you just were talking yeah. about to where you listen to everybody. Like let everybody yes. be a part of your success. On your climb, yeah. There's on your climb. There's no two. There's no more two dangerous words in your vocabulary than I know. Yeah. If you look at somebody and they're trying to give you something and you say I know, like I don't know, yeah. then then it's done. That whatever resource that you were about to have is gone. 
that's that's dried up. That bridge is burnt. They don't want to help you anymore. But if you just open yourself up to advice, you'd be amazed at the number of people that just want to bend over to help you. So take all the advice you can get, man. Take all, Because I'm dumb. When it comes to whatever it is that I'm chasing right now, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. No one knows how to do it. No so one. take advice from the people that are doing it and, and let them know that they're along this ride with you. And Jesus, people just love to feel involved. Yeah. Always. I, I mean, man, there's not a playbook. There's, no. not, there's not a fucking playbook to anything. You do, I do whatever like right. there's there's not and if you are somebody who thinks that you've got it all figured out and you don't have to fucking listen to somebody who's been in your shoes before you fucking with dynamite god damn it's like you can blow your what, hands off what's and i know you'll know the i know you'll know the quote actually word for word but it's those who don't learn from history are failed to repeat it mm-hmm. yeah like it's the same thing with business yep it's the same thing with this shit like i'm just telling you this is this might not burn you right this second, but it might burn you in fucking six years. And if it burns you at all, and somebody else could prevented that from happening, and all you were you just didn't want to fucking listen. It's the hard headed people that think that the only way to learn is by making the mistakes. Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm gonna learn by the mistakes that you made. Yeah. And I'm gonna take your word well, for it, man. Like I, I'm, you just can't. Absolutely. You can't be. You can't know everything, man. You just can't. And I don't. I don't know shit. Yeah. Well, none of us do. I mean, that's just fucking, that's insane about all this shit is, I mean, it's almost like you're gambling every fucking day. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when it's you you're relying on. Yeah. And and to your point too, we talked about this earlier. There's a lot of people trying to get me to talk on this and do on that and trying to get me to, you know, do this show and that stuff. And you got to be very careful, I guess. You don't want to get yourself associated with something that's crazy or or something that's not going to help you or that will hurt you well, or hurt them too. I don't want well, to help anybody else. To me, to me, it's not necessarily just that. It's man, and old men used to tell us this shit all the time. Reputation is fucking everything. Yeah, that's true. Like to me, it's where if somebody's dealing with me and you're an extension of me, mm-hmm. I don't want me and you just to do business. I want you and every single person I do business with or have friendship with to do business together. And if I'm sitting here not even vouching for you, but just you being around me, you're guilty by association. Right. So you're either good guilty or you're bad guilty. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have this like us helping each other, pushing each other and doing it the right way, somebody along the line two or three shows away from you. If you're on a, if you're not a, we won't even say a show. If you make a stupid fucking video, if you do a stupid TV show or something like that, it's where they don't want to work with you no more. Cause you work with something that is going to not fit into their narrative. It's not going to fit into their plan. Right. And it's like, why would you do that? Like you're, you're hindering yourself. And by you hindering yourself, kind of fuck yeah, shackles, us too. Yeah. yeah tying yeah. yourself down and them too. Yeah. You put yourself in a corner and them as well. Yeah, you ain't putting baby in a corner over here. Never. No, you no, put no. baby in a corner. I'm no. in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. We had to put you in the corner because if we didn't, we were going to look at you the whole time. Yeah. You get the throne chair. It looks more comfortable than the couches. Yeah, I'm comfy over here. 
Yeah, that's the usual one I record in, but I had to put the switcher over here. Ah, uh, yeah. And I was like, okay, if anybody's going to sit over there, I wasn't fucking letting you come back from Big Brother <laughs> and being America's favorite fucking person right now and get in my goddamn chair. No, so man, I was no. Like, Know your place, asshole. Yeah. I was like, I earned that fucking chair. If anybody's going to sit in it, she's going to be hot. Aw. Uh, look at her. She's like, oh, she's a precious Aww. angel. <laughs> she had to look around because there's a fucking ring light and a desk in between us. <laughs> But no, dude, like, I just I just want not only the best for you, but for everybody. And it is just so fucking cool for me to see. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, and I don't mean this in a conceited way. It's being proud. It's somebody not long ago, it's probably been two or three years ago since, since the Chargers won the Super Bowl. It's the only reason why I know that. I think it's probably two or three years. And they were like, you realize that you and Leonard Floyd – are the most famous people from Dodge County. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, no, nah, there's three of us now. There's fucking, there's three. It's nuts. It's, it's so nuts, crazy. dude. <laughs> From where we're from, yes. me and you, yeah. and fucking Leonard Floyd. Yeah, I did a meet and greet uh, in Eastman, and there were like over 300-something people showed up. And it was just for like a, like to say, hey, it was a random, in the middle of, like the, the Terry Coleman Center. Yeah. Just <laughs> nowhere. And I was like, People, I when I pulled up, I was like, "Ain't nobody gonna show up at this damn thing." Someone like there was two or three people that drove from like seven hours away Aww. to come hang out just to talk and 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 get me to sign stuff and like take pictures. I was like, "This is nuts! I cannot believe this." Someone messaged me and asked me if I was gonna go, and I was like, "No." And they were like, <laughs> "Cam will come over," <laughs> and they were like, "That's your friend." I was like, "I know that he has to be." I don't know another way to say this. You got to be on. On. Exactly. You got to be on that day. Yeah. And I ain't fixing to go. We don't do on. Yeah. Like when me and you were hanging out, even like right now, uh-uh. I think you said it a while ago. You was like, anybody else is going to ask me 5,000 questions about Big Brother. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to hang out with my boy. Does, yeah, just I just want to chill. I like, I don't want either one of us to have to be fucking We sat right here now. for an hour just you catching me up on life before yeah. we even started this thing. So. Yeah. I'm proud of where you are too, man. Like I, I love being anywhere close to the ride that you're on. It's it's so much fun. Well, and that's what's going to be crazy about like this, like coming up is, you know, I couldn't wait. It, uh, you know, there's going to be somebody out there that says, "Oh, he's chasing clout or whatever," or anything like this. <laughs> I told you beforehand, before you ever even brought up Big Brother or whatever to me, or before I found out you was going on it anyway. I was like, dude, you've got this. Like, you, you could fucking you do, you could do this. You told me that. it was like a year ago. You told yeah. me that. Like, and that's why I started having you on the show, and I yeah. started having you hang out. I think the first show me and you did together was with Chris Bickle's badass. Uh, the first one that we did, just me and you together. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, we did some stuff where we would have a group of people at yeah. the studio and hang out and talk and stuff, and we would hang out and we go to concerts and 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 bars and stuff. But yeah, no. Legitimately, about a year ago, we were playing. Me and you're playing golf, and you're like, "You got this thing," and I was like, "Shut up!" And you're like, "No, for real." You did. You ever seen the scene in uh, Goodwill Hunting? When oh he yeah. Was, and he was like, "It's not your fault." You got. And you're like, he's like, "Stop it! Shut up!" You did that to me. You're like, "You got the thing." And I was like, "Don't, don't fuck with me." Well, <laughs> dude, there's just not a lot of people that are confident with their personality. That's true. I, I mean, it's you know, why can't you be the person that your mind, your body? Everything is telling you to be like, yeah. why, why are you scared of it? And with you, it was just obvious when you started coming back around some of the stuff that we would talk about. It was like, I could fucking produce this dude's show tomorrow 
and you know it takes fine tuning. Like I, only reason I started off being better than what I probably should have been was coming from radio right. and had people fine tune me. Um, but it, you could see it. You could fucking see it. I mean, you're made, you're made for more. And there's a lot of people out there that are made for more, but they're scared to death to fucking take that leap. Yes. And then it gets to the end of the day, deathbed or whatever the fuck you want to call it, midlife crisis, and you can't do it. Well, I think Chris, I don't, I don't know the exact quote, but Steve Harvey talks about it and and uh, like a, a parachute, and a parachute only works when you jump off the cliff. Like Ooh, it ain't gonna, that's good. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna just take you away. Yeah, you have to jump. You, you have to. And I did the same thing. I mean, I sold my house. I, I changed. I, I quit my job. I, I sold all the stuff I had and paid off debts so that I could be in a comfortable spot to go chase this dream. And that's exactly what I did because there, there wasn't going to just, it wasn't just going to happen. Yeah. You weren't just going to show up and people go, here you go. I mean, you have to make arrangements. I mean, my dad always told me, you know, the fable about, you know, the two farmers. And uh, they both were, were in a tight spot and they both prayed for rain. Um but only one of the farmers went out and actually prepared his field for the rain. And he says, which, which farmer did you think got the rain? Right? It's the one that prepared for it and like just sold everything and went, went for broke. Because if you don't have the ability to like make that switch in your mind to say, I'm giving everything I got to this thing, it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I think too, like just in, let's speak it on in life in general, like uh, I know I have a friend that'll just say all the time, well, I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. Well, you've got to move. Like you've got to make a move and take action no matter what, if it's something that you just feel like, Hey, I'm led to do this and I know it and it's scary. And I don't know where it's going to take me. If I, like you said, jump out of the airplane before I pull that parachute, but you've got to be willing. You can't just wish for it. You know, they say you can't wish for it. You got to work for it. Like you got to take action and it could be the wrong choice at first. But you can change your mind, and you can. Well, you I got mean, you, you got to get make a decision. You can't. The worst thing to do is to not make a decision and not take action, and just be in that middle spot, which is terrifying. I mean, you got to jump. Me. I mean, you can adjust. Yeah. I mean, it, exactly. You, you can, can you change steer, the plan. You steer. You can steer a par- yeah. parachute. Trust me. Absolutely. You can steer a parachute a little bit, but well, it ain't gonna. I don't, I don't do think nothing. it's that. I think you got to get over the fear of falling. Yeah. Just go, man. I, I th- say, yeah. Worst case. Yeah, what like happens, the worst ca- the worst thing that's gonna happen to you. I mean, in that scenario, you fucking die. But I mean, <laughs> but at least you, you tried. Yeah, I would, yeah rather, like, I would rather try and die than to never try. It's true. Yeah, with me, damn. I mean, somebody posted a meme the other day, and it hit home with me. And it was like some people are scared to, scared to start over. But this is like my fourth life. Yeah, hey, amen, brother. I've been starting over. <laughs> yeah, I'm and I ain't like, new to this. And it's like I'm not scared to fucking fail because no. I've failed before. If anything, I'm more intimidated by success. That's true. I'm like, what do I do? Because I do. I have to believe in myself if I do this. I have to listen to other people's shows sometimes and think, damn, I'm better than that. Like, I believe in earning where you're at and baby steps and grinding. I don't want fucking nothing handed to me. I want when something gets put on my plate and I'm good at it, I want somebody to be like, it took him a little while to get there. Well, I've heard, yeah, you're right. I've heard artists talk about it too. And they say that the biggest driving force behind them being as good as they are is believing that they're not good at it. Yeah. Like believing that they don't belong in that circle. There, there's yeah. something that they've got to earn. They have yeah. to go and, and, and make it happen and I, show people that they have it. I had somebody tell me one time that the best kings are the ones who don't, the people who don't want to be kings. Yep. That's a good one. 
And for me, it's like, you know what? I didn't know I'd be here five years ago. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years from now. But I'm not scared to, if I fail at some point in time, I'm not scared to. Like, there's so many folks that just, man, it feels like they've never failed a test in their life. They've never got their heart broke. They've never had to pick themselves up and move the fuck on. And with me, it's like, I think I spent all the way up to I was 30 years old (laughs) fucking failing at everything besides being a dad. That's where you figure out who you are. And you've heard some of my darkest times. And you know exactly where I was when I had some really rough times. In this town, right right here, when I didn't didn't know what was going to happen. And if you don't fail, you don't know who you are. You really just don't, as, man. As, cl- as cliche as it always sounds to me, but it's just, it's always stuck with me. If you didn't know how bad it felt to lose, you wouldn't know how good it felt to win. That's true. And true. I'm okay with losing. And I, I'm, I'm okay. Like, people ask me on a regular fucking basis. Uh, you know, it, for the past couple of years, like, my circle has changed several times. Like, and it's where aren't you sad? Aren't you heartbroken? Like whatever. And it's like, no, I wish everybody the best, but sometimes, you know, you could have two people dating that are amazing people and they're just not a good fit for each other. It's true. It's the same thing with friendships. Like you could be an amazing person, but you're not my person. You're not people I want to have around. And without you getting comfortable with yourself and figuring that out, fuck, it sucks, dude. Like I, I can't imagine how people live every day and just think, well, this is the only good thing that's going to happen to me. I'm going to stay in this lane. No, no, I'm li- never, I'm never going to veer. No, life fucking it, veer. Life itself is trial and error. It, there's no end when you've have it, you got it figured out. If you think you got something figured out, you're you're done living. Like you're not doing anything anymore. So you just got to keep trying. I think if you've got everything figured out, you're a miserable person. You're the worst. Yeah. yeah, like there's no way you're happy if you honestly believe that you know everything but you don't have everything that you've ever wanted in life, it's probably you blocking your own blessings. You're in the wrong lane. You got to get out your own fucking way sometimes. Sometimes you just got to put it in the left lane and let it go. Dude, I'm telling you, like I've got, I used to be more closed off and I'm trying to do better about like being around different people now and learning from different walks of life over the past couple of years or whatever. But I would have been so bad at this if I would have never got out of my comfort zone, if I would have just stayed as a comfortable Shit. human being, oh, I would have been fucking horrible. Yeah. You can't do entertainment. You can't do stuff like I all was of us miserable. Are to do. I had to hit that mark. I had yeah. hit the. I had the. I had the house. I had the two and a half cars. I had the. I had all the stuff. And my kid was in dance recitals, and, and it was like I hit a point in my life where I was like, this is not. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like myself. I'm not being a good dad. I'm not being a good friend. I'm not being a good anything. If I don't chase something that's going to give me joy, yeah. you, I don't know what else to, I don't know how else to put it to anybody. If you're not going after something, man, what are you doing? And if that's what you want, that a lot of people, that's exactly what they want in life. Yeah. They want that. They want to sit on the front porch. Or they just want to ride. That, that is their dream. The and I'm absolutely almost jealous of those people. But if that's what you want and you've attained that, incredible, yeah. incredible. But it just wasn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. Same. I Same. felt like it was eroding me, like deteriorating. Well, I just was nothing. Well, here's me and a girl uh, named Brianna Miller did a show uh, a couple weeks ago. And we kind of got on this topic. But it was where 
I firmly believe that in order for you to be a good husband, good wife, good dad, good girlfriend, good boyfriend, whatever, good mom, all this kind of stuff, you have to first be happy with yourself. If you're not happy with yourself and doing everything in this world to make yourself happy, you can't make those kids, those significant others happy. Where a lot of people have the mindset to where I'm not going to do what I want to do and I'm going to make myself miserable just so I can make you happy. And that is just... That's terrible. And that's a terrible thing to settle in. Yeah. Well, there's too many people that just settle now anyway. There's too many people that say... You know, it wasn't that long ago I was having a discussion with somebody and it was where I would rather live in a cardboard box to be fucking broke and have the woman that I want to be with and work. I I don't know. I just want to be happy. Whatever makes me happy, I'm going to be unapologetic about it from now on. I'm not going to be like, you know what? I've got to give this up today. If I wanted to do crystal meth right now, if I, I know that sounds so fucked up. It's a far extreme here. Crystal who? Crystal meth. I never heard of her. Yeah. If I wanted to do crystal meth right now and it made me fucking happy, I'd be unapologetic about it. I'd be a fucking crackhead <laughs> by the end of the week. And you should. And you should. But <laughs> I think at some, at some point, and I don't know if it's like a transition period that you go through when you go through some crap and then you don't get out of it. It's like you get this, I don't know, I feel like people have this guilt or this, like, we're supposed to have ease in life. We're supposed to have a good time. We're supposed to be joyful. We're supposed to be around people that bring us joy. Yeah. And we're supposed to be proud of it. And we should want to show it off and show it off in the best way and say, like, hey, like you said, like, this is my person and I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to be happy. And we live in this cardboard box and I love this box and this is what I'm doing. And I think at some point, and it takes a lot of peace to get there. And I know me and you have talked about that before, this peace that you've found and you're just like yeah. screw it i'm doing what i want to do but you have to get there and that takes that takes jumping out of the airplane and taking a risk and being scared i'm scared to death of comfortability that that makes me just like i can't if i was sitting here a year from now in the same chair having not grown any that would upset me far worse than making a wrong decision in the meantime yeah that's that's failure like, that is just that's, that's that is what me that is. as a person, like yeah. in my soul. I just I want more and not my, not more things. Mm-mm. I just want more of life and yeah, true. more well, out you, of life. You have to grow, and a closed-minded person to me is never going to be happy. Like is is ridiculous. You cannot tell me with all the beautiful things in this world. I have been my entire life so against going to L.A. or New York or anything like that. And then it's like, I've got friends that have gone out there now. They're like, it's not what you think it is. Mm-mm. It's like, so why have I been so against it? Because of a Hank Williams Jr. song from back in the fucking, before I was ever even born <laughs> that I've sung my whole life? It's like, fuck it. Let's go to New York. Dude. Like, let's live. I'll, hey, I'm here to tell you right now, brother. People in California love people like us. They just love the way Dude, I walked up and down Hollywood in a cowboy hat and and fucking Wranglers and belt buckle. Oh, they loved and you. they, they stopped me. They stopped me every ten feet, and they were like, "You're Cameron," and I was like, "Yes, I am." What do you what, what do you want to, what, what do you say to that? I don't know, but it. Awesome. They would like the shit out of you. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, uh, I'll be real with you. Um, you doing what you've done, and then something that recently happened to me in Reagan. I'm going to try something in the next couple of months. 
and it's just like something else I want to add to me so I can say that I did it. But like seeing you on TV and being like, you know what? Cam wasn't scared to fail. I'm not scared to fail of doing this. Like me and Reagan went to a comedy show and a couple weeks ago, one of my buddies, um, Alex Morrison, who's extremely funny. He was like the headliner or whatever that night. The rest of the show, uh, I would have rather jumped out of plane without a parachute. Like, it was fucking... We had more fun before the show started. Like, oh, I have man. never felt more uncomfortable in my fucking life than I did for the first hour and a half of that show. Like, I guess if this... I'm a good story. Like, I've realized something in the past couple of weeks. I can tell a story. You can. I, I can sit here and I can tell you. From You're a thespian, my man. Yeah. And if I can do that and I'm comfortable with that, I can do some shit to where I come up with a bit, but I don't just... These people, all they did was try to make you laugh. And I know you go into a comedy show, you're like, oh, of course, this is what the fuck you're, you're supposed to do, right? No, you're supposed to tell a story that makes you laugh. Yeah. You're not supposed to have 10 jokes that do not correlate with each other at all. Yeah. They're fucking 10 separate things that you're talking about. You listen to Tom Segura or any of these big name guys or whatever now, they're telling a fucking story. They are amazing storytellers. And it's like, you know what? I might not be the funniest person on the planet, but I can tell you some shit, throw a punchline in there, and then at the end of that, let it veer to my next story to where it looks like I'm literally reading you a fucking book or a screenplay or anything like that. Like, I don't have to sit there and be like, knock, knock. Yeah. Who's there? There are people that have their their sets, you know, their 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 sticks, the yeah. things that they have set up to where it's the one-line jokes. Like like Larry the Cable Guy, he's got a bunch of zingers. Yeah. Guy, one of my favorite comedians named Mitch Hedberg. I know you're he talking had a, about. He had a bunch of those just like quick-witted one-liners. That's the dude that talked about the potato taking for long, forever yes. to cook, right? Yeah. Didn't he die from like heroin or something? <laughs> I don't know if you die from heroin, but yeah, he, I think he had a, at least an overdose. I don't know what yeah. it was on, but he had a rough, rough go at it. But yeah, guys like that. Yes. And you know, like Tom Segura, uh, like Jeff Foxworthy, uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. These guys that just like, they make a living on just talking about their life. Exactly. Um, they talk about their life and there's just um, Nate Bargatze. I don't know if I you know who that is. Nate Bargatze makes a living on that too, man. Yeah. It's just incre- he just talks about his life and just who he is. I could spend three hours talking about the dumb shit my dad has done. And like how it affected me and how much trauma it fucking caused me growing up. It'd be funniest shit ever. It's true. If I could actually write it out, perfect it. Yeah, because it it blew my mind when me and Reagan went. It's just like, and like everybody's going to be like, oh, I'm funnier than them. It's not that I I think I'm funnier than them. It's I think I can tell a story. Have you listened to Burt Kreischer? I love Burt. So I read his autobiography, his autobiography and Tom Segura's autobiography. Like I'm I'm an autobiography kind of guy. But. He makes a living right now. I mean, of course, he talks about being the machine and doing all the stuff he did when he was at Florida State and becoming the guy that he is. Basically, he talks about that whole part of it, uh, that whole part of his life. Uh, but now he's making it's like a shift in his life to where he just talks about the dumb shit that his daughters say. Yeah, and me and you both know. <laughs> oh, I could I could write a book on dumb stuff that I've done with my daughter. Just my daughter is a bitch from hell, but she's fucking <laughs> funny. Yesterday. She just roasted me all day in front of somebody that I was seeing. I'm like, roasted the fuck out of me. That's good people. Unrelentlessly. That's a good friend. No, she's horrible. 
She's a horrible little fucking person. Like, <laughs> That's how I, she warms up. She's like, okay, well, here we go. Press play. Yeah. She just doesn't That's stop. the one. She's going to be a fucking star. Like, she keeps this up. She's never going to have a boyfriend. Like, <laughs> never, Oh, ever. no. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm... Dang. <laughs> Yeah, that really hurts my fucking Dang feeling. it. I just know this little bitch is already out here crushing guys left and right as far as them texting her and being like, well, you look like a bitch. There's well, some shit that we don't, that you don't see that happens at school oh, where yeah. she is just crushing souls. Oh, dude, she's a fucking... At the lunch table, just looking at somebody going like, you ain't shit. She's a fucking snitch, too. Like, 100% will dry snitch on you in a heartbeat. Damn. Uh Incredibly funny. One of our other uh, kids hanging out was all times like a little. She, she is like my other daughter. She's she's a beautiful girl. Her family and us are real close. Her name's Dariah. And we were going to Macon or Warner Robins the other day, and there was another little girl with us. And they were all running their mouths, talking shit or whatever. And Gracie, out of nowhere, being the bitch that she is, says to Dariah, who happens to be a beautiful African American girl. Says to her, she's like, hey, other girl. I'm not going to say that girl's name. Said, hey, tell her that racist joke you told me today at school. <laughs> damn. And it's like, crazy. Like, that's fucked up. And she was like, well, the girl shouldn't have told a joke in the first place. If she wasn't going to say it in front of Jariah, shouldn't have said it no fucking where. And then Gracie, being the person that she is, she's like, but it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) She loves, I've noticed, she loves putting her friends against each other and against you and and all the roles. Because she'll be like, hey, you know he likes likes her better than you, right? Like, it's so funny to me. Bro, she's going to be on Big Brother. She's going to be on Big Brother. Yeah, uh, she's going to do something. I'm scared. I am, it's one of them things to where I legit think. I think, and I've always, I think I've said this from the beginning of opening the studio. I think I'm good at what I do. I don't think I'm the best. I don't know with the way that I am and the stuff that I want to succeed in, if I'll ever be like a top dog. I'd rather hang out with my friends, talk about mental health, tell a fucking bad joke every now and then and have fun. I'm not going to kiss ass or sell out. Like, you'd have to write a fat-ass check. I would like to find out how much that check was and if I'd it like was made payable check. to me. I would I would like to figure that shit out. But if I don't, then I'm happy with getting by, right? Because I don't have that one thing to where it's just like, oh, it's in your face. Mm-hmm. Gracie has that shit. <laughs> and it's just like, watch out, world, because everything I'm building right now and I'm setting up is just so that little fucker can take it over. Turn it loose. Yeah, she's going to. I'm scared. I've said the same thing. We 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 think the same way yeah. about raising our kids. And um, yeah, Stevie's got that. Stevie's got a thing. Like I've gotten more like press questions and just people that reach out and want to talk about Stevie than they yeah. want to talk about me, which is crazy. That's half my social media, dude. I can post a picture of me, get a couple hundred likes. I post a picture of Gracie. Next thing you know, there's a whole fucking army. Same. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Speaking of that, you motherfucker, you made my fat ass cry. I don't know where I was at or what I was doing. <laughs> I just know that someone sent me the clip of you on the show to where when Stevie calls, or what I guess like a voice, not a voice, but it was a video where she sent you a message or whatever. Yeah, they they let us, they let us, um, I hadn't seen Stevie 
uh, for three months, almost three months, and they finally let us get some uh, get a video from home. And I got to see Stevie. She was talking to me. Lost it. I lost it. I would have. Mm. Dude, it's, look, I know you're a good dad. That's what it was for me. It was just like, it's one of them, it's one of the things that I don't mean this in a fucking weird way. It reminds me of me. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of no matter who I've got to be around or what I've got to do or when you get to meet somebody that's fucking 10,000 10, more times and famous than you, nobody touches you like your kid. Like, that's your reason. Like, that's the reason. My purpose. Yeah. Nothing else mattered. Like, so when I, yeah, when I get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when I saw it, that in you, I was like, I already knew he was a good dude. I love this dude. And I already knew you were a good fucking dad anyway. It's obvious. But it's like, he gets it now. He gets, you can be around all the neon lights, all the badasses you want, but can't nobody touch you like your kid. Nope. That didn't, uh... <laughs> and you had me squalling, bitch. No, That's the that. point. You had me wherever I was at. I was like, y'all gotta let me fuck along got, for a minute. <laughs> I uh, now I remember that day because they, um, the production production says, hey, we got this fun thing planned. Uh, so we we had to do some shoots, um, and we had to do uh, some other house guests came in the jury house, and we had to talk to them and their journey and all the shit that they had done, and we had to watch the competitions that happened, and they were like, okay, guys. After this all ends, um, you know, it was like hours of shooting. And then they said, after all this ends, we got something fun planned. And we're like, fuck yeah, dude, we're going to have like margaritas or like we're going to turn it loose and they're going to play some jams and we're just going to get up here and have a good time. And we're like, this is going to be awesome. Let's do the, let's hurry up through the shooting so we can do the fun thing. Uh, so they have us go off set and they have us come back on set. Um, and they played those videos for all of us. There was like four of us there and they got to, uh, and I, was, I of course was last. They played mine last, and it was it was Stevie, and I didn't expect it to be anyone else. Um, and it was just her talking to me, and she was talking to me about how it's okay that you didn't win, Daddy. You're a winner in my book. Uh, go make me cry now, bitch. And, it, it was, <laughs> and and you know she was just telling me you know how much she loved me and that she missed me, and she, and uh, then she told me about you know her report card and how good she had done in school. And uh, that she couldn't wait for me to get back home, dude. I I, was, I couldn't talk. I could not like. I could not form words. I was just like, <laughs> like uh, breathing. I couldn't like. It was. Uh, and then it ended. And I looked at the production. and I said that shit was fun. That was the fun thing that y'all had planned. That was nightmare for me, dude. Yeah. What was that? So you, we, I was like, we got to have a conversation about what what we think fun is, because that was not fun for me. Yeah, if your kids sit there and said, "It's okay, Daddy, you didn't win." Yeah, dude. Let me tell you, you know what Gracie was said? <laughs> you fucking loser! <laughs> Do not that, come home. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Grace would have been like, I knew you weren't going to win. That's exactly what my punk ass <laughs> kid would have said. You ain't got that dog in you, son. Yeah, she'd be like, God. I knew you was a bitch, dad. <laughs> like, how are you going to let everybody else beat you like that? Like, don't even come, change your name. Don't even come back. You, you can't come back. Now. God, it's awful. Yeah. It's true that she would. <laughs> yeah, fuck my kid. Uh, yeah, you're sitting. That's why, that's why I told you, if me and you end up doing stuff in the future and you get more part of what, you know, we're doing. We're probably gonna rename it. We're probably gonna name it like, you know, Stevie yeah, Studios yeah. or some shit. Fuck my kid. <laughs> she don't even, dude. Let me. She's so ungrateful. Uh, but like, it's in a cute way. How she, ungrateful? Yeah, she's like so ungrateful. <laughs> she, uh, I took her to Nashville while you were gone. God, why? So like, I let her help a host an all female show at Live Oak. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. It was cool, and more people wanted to talk to her than me. 
Yeah. And I get, get that. it. Yeah. You got nothing but female artists there. Uh, Reagan actually was sweet with us and went and helped me watch Gracie the whole time. Uh, nobody wanted to talk to me. They mm-hmm. wanted to talk to Gracie. And Gracie was just like, I don't fucking care about these people. She's <laughs> got people there that literally are over the fucking moon to talk to her. And all she's like, I just want to text my friends. And it's like, you know what? I'm a, I'm trading you. Like, it's time. I'm I'm fucking getting a re-up. They don't pay me enough to give a shit. Yeah. Then that's Wait, what you're getting is. paid? What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was it like when you got back home to her, dude? It was um, honestly weird. I mean, because I didn't know how she would receive me. Because I've always just been daddy. But now I've been daddy on TV for three months. Um, and I didn't know how she was going to, like, take that. I get um, it. That's what Gracie doesn't like about this Yeah, it's, She wants it, me to be daddy. She doesn't want me to be yeah. Josh Terry to so the rest of the world. So it took her a second because she's got she's got so much of me in her to where she has to sit there and kind of, you can see it in her eyes when she's, like, calculating things. And she's like, are you, like, show me who you're going to be before I know who I'm supposed to be to you. And then... There was a moment of that when I was just like, and then I just turned it loose and I was just daddy. And she was like, yes. And then we just hugged and cried and hugged some more and hung out. And she was like, didn't leave my side literally for like for two days straight. Yeah. She did not. I had to take her to bed. I had to take, we had to sit in the chair together and we just were inseparable. So after that, it was like we had to get it all out of our system to where it was like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. You're my boo. Yeah. We're tight. We're cool. I'm always been daddy. You're always my girl. We're good. And then she was like, all right, you're good people again. We're going to do this. So it, it was like a minute of adjustment. And then after that, it was hell on wheels. Dude, that's sweet. Uh, I was kind of worried about that because there's not a lot of people that understand like the first part of what you just said there. And... Me and you, by no means. Like, right now, you got the whole fucking nation fucking watching you that watches Big Brother. And with me, it's been a couple years of shit for me, but right now, you're 10,000 times hotter than I am. But I've had to already have those talks with Gracie and Mm -hmm. stuff before to where, like, she would be weird as fuck if somebody walked up to Walmart, or walked up to us at Walmart, or somebody said something to us, or somebody wanted to be on the show that she loves, or whatever, and she's like, how the fuck? Like, I, she just didn't get it. Yeah, people, people stop Stevie without me even there. Like, yeah. she'd be out with my mom and uh, shopping or doing something. And, um, yeah, I mean, even teachers at her school are like, how's your daddy? How's everything going? They're like, they ask her about me, and she's like, he's good, I guess. I don't Yeah. So it, it's been an adjustment for her, but I know that she likes a little bit of the attention. But there's she's also got a lot of me in there yeah. where she's just like, hey, man, I need a little space. Can yeah. you just... Can you just back the fuck up for a little bit? So it's interesting to see her be me in front of people because it's you, your kids are like a reflection of yourself. Yeah, to where you're like looking in a That's mirror. That's why I'm fucked, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But she she she's handling it all really well. And actually, she goes on lives with me sometimes too, and people are just like lose their fucking mind. They're like, "Holy shit, it's Stevie!" Oh, my shit is always, always way more people when Gracie's involved. Oh, I had it. it like I had more hits on a on we went and watched a movie the other day, we went and watched Trolls. And I had on a Fleetwood Mac t shirt. And uh I mean it's no secret that Stevie is named after a lot of my musical influences, you know, 
Stevie Nicks, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Stevie Wonder. And uh, so I had on a Fleetwood Mac t-shirt the other day. Randomly, we went and watched Trolls, and I, and I put out pictures. And um, people are always quick to comment on Stevie before they comment on me. And they were like, oh, my God. Like, I just caught it. Is Stevie named after, like, your Fleetwood Mac fan? And I was like, welcome to the party, guys. Yes. Yeah. My kid is aptly named for my musical influences. So <laughs> it was interesting to watch the public go like, Wow. Wait this a is, second. Yeah. Wait a together. damn second. So, by the way, have you seen Trolls 3 yet? No. Is Not it your thing? Yeah, it's bomb. Listen. I'm going to take my nephew and see it. I, uh, I, I grew up in the boy band era. I'm, I'm country in my roots and classic rock, of course, but there was a period of time when I was I was all about some boy band stuff. Okay. And I love NSYNC I and I love Justin Timberlake. Come on, dude. Come okay. on, man. You love had it. like none that of us. Like, yeah. is, there's a bunch of that shit around fifth grade. Woo! That's when so you're getting ready to go to the school dance and you're just listening to No Strings Attached, let's go. Come on, man. I don't remember that one. That was the album with uh, Bye 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 and uh, uh, yeah, all that stuff. Oh, it's going to be me. I think <laughs> of all of them, I was more Backstreet Boys than anything. Back, I, I read somewhere um, that, I don't know how to read it. I was, I was thinking about it one day and I was like, I loved NSYNC. I was a huge NSYNC fan because everyone was a Backstreet Boys fan. And I was like, I want a thing that's just mine. Hmm. And I loved Justin Timberlake and I loved NSYNC. But I think that part of growing up is realizing that Backstreet Boys had better songs. They yeah. just legitimately had better jams. I'll tell you a, a weird one. The best one of, of they had the best song of them all was, uh, what were they called, like 98 Degrees? 98 did Nick Lachey. Yeah, what was that fucking song they had, the wedding song? Dude, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look. Yeah. Yeah, I'd oh, have I'm, to... I'm going to have to look it up since I don't have a Jamie. Um, since I'm not cool enough to have somebody that's like an engineer for me yet. <laughs> a, a Googler? Yeah. 98 Degrees, The Band. Oh, the band. the band. Well, I mean, if I looked it up, they'd be like, right now it's 98 Degrees everywhere. The funny the part in world. like Trolls was the, all the I band references. I do cherish you. I do cherish you. I do cherish, cherish you. Yeah. Up some yeah, I just remember the behind the, like when MTV used to actually play music, uh, when they had like the behind the scenes of making videos or whatever. Oh, God, yes. That shit used to be fire. I remember that one. Yes. That was a good one. I remember. Yeah, no boy bands were cool. I but that trolls. If you haven't seen trolls, yeah. and you're a boy band fan, it's at least worth the ticket to go Where'd just hear go, all the Josh? funky references. Me, I'm good. I'm not going by myself. I, I'm just kidding. I would go by myself. I've been many a movie by myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm not against that. I like to do a lot of shit. Like, uh, I don't mind going to eat by myself. Mm -mm. I don't mind going to movies by myself. No. But that's part of being rooted in who you are, and unapologetic. And you just do it. Well, I just don't need, I think for anybody that's comfortable doing that stuff, you don't need anyone else to make you happy. I and think that's what the it, best part I'm comfortable being me. It takes a long time to be just be that, I guess. It takes, yeah, it takes a while to get there and to be, I think, be confident in being there. Cause like having that conversation with some of my girlfriends, or like for me, it's like flying by myself or being willing to just like go anywhere and travel by myself. And it's like, oh, who, who went with you? Oh, nobody. Oh my gosh, I could never do that. I would never want to do that. Sure, I'm you like, could. I'm like, why not? <laughs> I like, would. I, I don't realize how unusual it is until you have those conversations. And I'm like, how could you not? And I'm like, I would be in such a bad spot if I was depending on anybody to do anything. Like, well, how that would suck. Like, I wouldn't have my career if I didn't go on a fucking trip by myself. No kidding. Yeah, like when I got fired from radio. Uh, the week that I got fired was my birthday. 
I got fired on my birthday, September 10th. And I got broke up with. <laughs> stupid bitch. Right on, uh, man. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> so I got fired on my birthday. And that weekend, we also had like a concert with Jacob Bryant uh, for my birthday at Kerrigan's. And after that, nobody showed up to the event for some reason. Like, I don't remember what was going on. I know there was a big Georgia game that day. But like yeah, I was let down because I really like Jacob Bryant anyway. But I was really let down that nobody showed up. Like it should have had a couple hundred people there. I think we had like eighty for some shit. And uh, I was like, I've got to do something. I need to just go somewhere. So I got an Airbnb in Jacksonville, Florida, and I went down to Jacksonville, Florida. I made sure it had a pool, hot tub, all that kind of shit. And I was like, you know what? Next couple of days, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to figure out my next move. Uh, I had several different radio stations that were calling to hire me, but I was so scared. The reasons why I got fired there were just going to, it was going to be a revolving door at other stations that other people were going to let me go for the same reasons they hired me. And I got down to Jacksonville, Florida, and I love to gamble. There's a poker room down there. And I went and sat and I played uh, Texas Hold'em for a couple hours. And there was a dude sitting across from me that worked with iHeartRadio. And we got to talking drinking told him why i was there all this kind of shit and um he's like dude you know you really need to look into doing a podcast he was like you need to look into doing that. that's the next wave of this shit terrestrial radio is dying iheart radio is going to dump a massive amount of money into um into podcast and i was like okay and I, on the way back home like i made up my mind i was going to do that dude called me two or three days later and he's like, I'm just letting you know, if you'll go ahead and start it, I will I will push you with iHeartRadio for the first month. Like, and dude never, couldn't tell you his name now. Don't fucking remember it. It's been almost four years, or three years ago. Uh, it's been over three years. And dude never asked me for a dollar. He just liked my company. <laughs> if I would have went with anybody else down there, I would have never had that conversation yeah. with this dude. Sometimes the best conversations and the best experience of life, you're supposed to do alone. No shit. And, and too, that's just such like a, a great example of had you, like you said, either went with somebody or just not even gone at all and just been like, you know what, I'm just going to be in my head at the house. Like you stepped out and then things aligned for you and people will cross your path. That's one thing that I'm so thankful for and we've talked about this before. Like things that... I was heartbroken over or lost about two years ago. Well, I would have never left my corporate job and been willing to just do whatever. And then I would have never really had the relationship me and Josh have now where we can pick up and go and travel and do what we want and um, put me in rooms with people that help me and not just like business wise, but just help me as a person. But you have to be, be willing to, go through the suck and just like you said, step out. And now you have this great thing that some random iHeartRadio guy well, like, it, helped you with. And two, like a lot of us, a lot of us are, I'm not going to say we're loners because we like being around each other, but it's real cool when a lot of people that can just make themselves happy being alone, find each other. Oh yeah. No, it, it there's a, there's an entire energy in a room when it's full yeah. of people that are comfortable within themselves to not need something, yeah. to not need another person or to need some sort of an outcome in the party. Mm-hmm. If we can just like exist together, yeah. that's a vibe. Yeah. And I'm not a guy that says vibe. 
Uh, I just started fucking saying it because I really? get it now. I, in it's the pa- true, though. In the we're past couple, We're vibes, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go that fucking far, <laughs> the way you just said that. But yeah, like in the past couple months, like I have figured out that there are people that are just a good fucking vibe, and like I, I feel that when I'm around you. It's I really, true. Like I, really I you know, I didn't really, I didn't really recognize it. I mean, I guess you, you recognize it, but you don't know the name for it. You don't. Yeah, you don't. It's just that feeling. There's and a. Just, yeah, like a, there's yeah. a. We don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not searching for terms, but there's a. There's a feeling, and I vibe is the only like one that a, kicks. Yeah, I think it's almost like intuition too. Though, because like, I was hanging out it's after we did the the rap party, we did the rap for Big Brother, and I went to this mansion. I don't know if you know who Todrick is. I don't. He, he he's he does a bunch of drag stuff and he's just like this really big celebrity and does That's a bunch cool. of big brother stuff. The coolest. And he invited all of us over here and there's like shitload of people in this humongous ass house. And like everyone was just there, just like existing and not trying to like get anything from anybody or do anything or set anything up. It was just like, what's up? And like people would come up to me like, you just got good vibes. And I was like, is that what that's called? Because I feel like you have good vibes. Yeah. Is that what we're feeling here well, when we're just sitting here hanging out with together? And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I think there's something special to be said about a lot of people, uh, like all of us in this room right now. All of us have a common goal of succeeding, but we're not using each other. Right. Like, of course, regardless if you would have fucking been the first person eliminated off Big Brother, or if you'd have won the whole fucking thing, I'd have been like, Cam is my dude. I want him to hang out. I don't need nothing from you. All right. When you're around people that you just want to be around, but you don't need them to be around, and everybody's working towards that common goal together, uh, there's not enough folk and uh, fucking people that realize if I ask you to do something with me, it's because I believe in you. Right. I like what you do. I'm right. not just trying to fucking use you. I'm not trying to piggyback off of you. I think you are talented in what you do. It's not fucking clout chasing. It's I believe in this person. I love what they do. I want to be around them. Yep. They don't ask shit from me. I'll do whatever I can to help you because yeah. I just believe in you. Yeah. If you don't even believe in yourself enough, yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a, a selfless thing that it's one of the best things to have though because if, I don't know, it's one of those things too. If you're chasing... Success. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You're chasing this, and you're chasing it so hard, and you'll do anything just to get it. You're not gonna get it. No. You're real you're dang sure not gonna get it by yourself. Because True. we are not put on this earth to just be, yeah, I know we all operate good and we are happy with ourselves, but that's different. You're supposed to have community, you're supposed to have those people that you can say, hey, can I, Can you just be here with me and sit here or go do this thing with me and know that there is no expectation. There is no, 
I'm trying to get this, like you said, get something from you or you get something from me. But it's just that you're able to just have those those people that make up that community and bring that peace to you. And also that you want them to succeed just as much as you want to succeed, if not more. And I just think that's such oh, a... Oh, yeah. And life a is a team sport, at. man. I mean, because it, it brings me joy to see any one of my friends no shit. or anybody that, I mean, maybe I don't even talk to them anymore, but I'm like, oh, wow, I hadn't seen them in 10 years and you see them do something great. I'm like, wow, like I love that for them. Like that makes, that makes me happy for them. And so I, if you have those people <laughs> that are close to you. <laughs> I got it on camera. I got to throw on camera. <laughs> I was waiting to time that shit out just perfect. No, you're right. Cause but, like, cause like, like you'll call me and you'll yeah. say something like random that's good news, and I'm like, I get so excited. She ain't no, gonna break that shit. Thank you. Um, I gotta offer. It's it's in my yeah, nature. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate well. it. But same thing with Cam. Like seeing him do all these things and just like this is there awesome. was there like, was never nuts, man. there was never a moment of jealousy. There was never a moment of like, I guess, what, didn't jealousy one of the seven deadly sins? That's just, I, I yeah. think so, right? Like, isn't it one of them? Yeah. Or envy? Envy? Yeah. It's, 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 it's envy. Yeah, you're so, not supposed to be envious. Yeah, so like, I never looked at what you were doing and was like, that motherfucker, I ought to be there. I'm better at this. I never, him. ever thought that you would. Never. Not, not, not even the back of my mind. I was like, never. this dude, if, if when I go home, I said, this is the first dude I'm going to call and he's going to yeah. be like, let's do stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to do stuff with you that I want to, because there's going to be some dickheads that are like, you didn't want to do nothing with him before. Bullshit. And it's like, no, no you, I knew you, this dude was some shit before. You him. lugged me around even when I didn't deserve no, it. I met you, him you took me places when you shouldn't have. When I had done some stuff and you were like, this, I don't know, dude. And you still everybody, was in my corner, dude. Hey, look, everybody deserves grace. I don't everybody. give a fuck who you are. Everybody deserves grace. People are going to make mistakes. I've made my fair fucking <laughs> I was trying to explain what it's like to be a Christian in my mind the other day to somebody. And it was like, the good Lord never put a limit, a excess amount on grace that you're supposed to show other people. If I've made all the mistakes in this world, and I've sinned a million times, and I do believe that the good Lord has forgiven me a million times, I'm supposed to forgive people that make mistakes that I love. I'm supposed Daily. to show grace. Like it, it starts over every day. Like you just... Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... so fuck that, Cam. Who cares? <laughs> it's in the past. Amen. Cheers. I'm fucking proud of you. Love you, brother. I love you, man. Cheers, buddy. Ah, shit. Mm. Oh boy, it's like well, big red chewing gum, but it's over faster. But yeah, like you talking about not being envious of him or all the things he's doing like that is <sighs> that's how that's supposed to be. I think if you're not like, had you caught yourself being like, dang, like I wish that spotlight was on me. I think that's when you have that look in the mirror, like, hey, I I got some stuff I need to work well, on inside of oh, me shit. because there's some there's something that's coming out the surface. And I mean, as humans, it's normal to have those tendencies, but like you have to be self aware enough, and I feel like we all are self aware. Of anything like that, be it jealousy or any other thing that you come across. Well, but. there's not enough people that realize, especially in this day and age, there's a big enough piece of the fucking pie. We can all for everybody. Shit. And like, I don't care if you got a podcast. I want to help you build a podcast. I want you to be fucking amazing at what you do. Because you know what? You being good at what you do ain't necessarily what I'm good at. I don't care. I want you to succeed. I want you to do the absolute best that you do because you failing 
doesn't have a fucking thing to do with me succeeding or failing. Right. I want you to fucking be the absolute best version of yourself that you can be and put out the best product or whatever you that's can where, do. That's where people get twisted when they think that someone else's failure is their own success. Yeah. Could not it's, be more wrong. You know how quick you're going to fail in life? Yeah. If you're relying on other people to fail for you to succeed? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, you're never I going to. think of like it's we compliment, not compete. Yes. Yep. That's like, great. It's just, and I, I always have that mindset because I'm like, you know what? Like, where like therapist like Josh will be my therapist a lot of days because I might look this is what I know and I know this is what I need you to tell me because he he's been big lately talking about some well I'm not gonna tell anybody what to do no you need to tell me what to do or tell me like what I need to think about this because shut your mouth and give me your words well, yeah. right well, now but it's because like where where I may lack he's gonna be strong and vice versa like certain yeah. days and it's like I just need you to be in my corner and tell me you know because I'm I'm lacking here and I'm weak here. And yeah, so I think it's so it's compliment and it's yeah. give and take. You got to be able to take it though. And the reason you, do, <laughs> you don't go. know a lot of it, and I'm not getting into most of it, but I got to the point to where I was like, I'm not giving my opinion to people anymore unless you ask. I have, I, I kind of got my feelings hurt about some shit, and it was because I aired out my opinion on something. And it was because I thought I was protecting somebody. I've, I've gotten myself in a bond by caring too much. Yeah. I'm that, trying to help you. Me and too. I fucked myself up trying to care yeah. for you. Not even like I fucked my, myself up in my in my journey to success, but it affected me mentally I, knowing no, that you. I was caring so much about you. Yes, because now you're affecting me. Yeah. Like I, I just, my mental space. I'm trying to help you. I'm going out on a limb right now yeah. to try to give you advice on yourself. I'm trying to help you. And it, and it like affected me. Fucking people don't get that. They don't get to that you're trying to. I don't want to hinder you from making the decision yeah. that you're going to make. I want you to make the decision that you think is right for you. But I want you to see it from every single fucking angle before you make the decision. And if I care about you and I love you and I would do anything for you, I'm going to. I used to. Now I'm backing off a little bit unless somebody like Reagan asked me. Like. I'm going to tell you what I would do in your situation. Not what you should do, but what I would do. And there's a lot of people that's like, no, you're going against me. No, I'm not. Got, I fucking get, care about you. It would get to a point to where uh, my friends would lie to me because yeah. they felt like I was like being a dad. Like they same, would, bro. Like they, would, like they were going <laughs> to disappoint me if they did something against what yeah. I, no, the advice that I'd given them. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm giving you it. free advice. I'm trying to help you. But if you lie to me, like I don't know what you're you're yeah. you're not gonna make yourself feel better yeah. or look better. If you feel like you need to lie to me about your journey, then that should tell you everything but, you need to know about where yeah. you are right now. And and too, like you're gonna love them through it. I mean, yeah, you can go and make what I think a silly decision. I'm still gonna love you through it. You don't have to lie to me about it. Right. But too, I think on the receiving end of feedback and like wanting to be better and like you said earlier, like take it, take all of it, and it's you know, not being defensive and not doing this, but I try to always think like if Josh called me or even if you called me and was like, Hey, I just want to give you this little, put this bug in your ear about something just by you calling me. I'm assuming positive intent. I'm assuming that you're yeah. calling me with my best interest and your best interest at heart and that you love and care about me. So you're going to give me your advice and I'm assuming positive intent. Or if somebody hurts your feelings or you get hurt over something. Okay. Well, let's assume if that's somebody you love and care about, they had your best interests at heart. Don't assume, hey, they were trying to hurt my feelings or they were trying to do this thing. Like, if you just look at things 
positive and like and it's hard because it's not it's not just about positive it's being able to get out of your own way yeah like we don't know what's best for us you know like i know all three of us in here are christians we have relied on what we've learned in the bible and what older people and friends and family have taught us our whole life how to make ourselves happier how to have a a better relationship with god and all this kind of stuff you don't come out knowing that stuff and with us being as close as all of us are, you should be able to take the utmost of criticism from somebody that you love and care about because it's not coming from a place of hate. It's not coming from a place of jealousy. It's coming from, you know what? I literally want the best for you. I want you to think this through. All I am trying to do is in case you didn't think of this angle, this is the angle I want to put on your plate right now. Now do with it what you will, but I'm going to feel bad about myself. If you don't, if, yes. Exactly. If you didn't think about this beforehand and then you get hurt because you happen to miss it because Reagan, you're, you're fucking about the queen of it, of telling me shit. Then maybe I don't think about two steps ahead from a different position. Cam, you've been the same way with me before, dude. Like I will think about stuff that you say or y'all say or anybody I'm close with, and I'll be like, you know what? Before I make this decision, let me really look and see if I did a 360. Yeah. Let me see if I looked at every single angle possible. And some people are like, there's only one way. There's only one narrative. There's no. only one no, voice. There, there's and not. you're there's, fucked if you think no, that yeah, way. No, there's not. Because you have to, like, like when I say, like, the whole positive intent thing, it's like literally assume that way first before you go ahead and get your feelings hurt. Because once you get your feelings hurt, you, yeah, you're on a one narrative, one way street because you're you're pissed off, you're upset because you're like, well, like you giving that advice as to anybody. Yeah. Like if you were to come with me to any like with anything, even if I didn't want to hear it, Receive I'm going it. to. I know who it's coming from. Yeah, and I trust you, and I and it's just it's different. And even if like I'm a girl, obviously girls get their feelings hurt sometimes. It probably not not worse than guys, but we just. We talk about it more. Than I'm a cry. Like, I'm a crybaby bitch. So, Trust me. I get my so feelings like, hurt I just quite think regularly. About, like, for me, like growing up, like if I was left out of a sleepover, like of course, first thing I'm going to think of is, oh, Sally Sue just doesn't like me. Yep. But no, maybe there's a whole there's a whole other piece. So now, like as you grow up and you can now think clearly and see things differently, I'm going to say, oh no, like Sally Sue probably thought I was out of town because I told her I was going out. Of, you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. see things differently, and it's not. Don't get your feelings hurt. You haven't done anything. If you're living, whereas nobody should, should be able to say anything bad about you, what are you worried about? You should be overwhelmed. You should be overwhelmed with right? joy. Damn, Sally Sue. The worst. <laughs> Sally Sue is the worst, dude. Yes. Yeah, Fuck Sally Sue. I've never Fuck got her, dude. to the sleep. I can't believe it. <laughs> you should be overwhelmed with joy if you have people in your life that are willing to step on your toes because they love you so fucking much. And it's I true. am. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. And I am. And I, you know, it, in the same accord we were talking about it earlier, I'm honored to know that there were people that lied to me because they knew that I honestly had their best interest at heart Yeah. and they went against what I was trying to tell them because they wanted to do something rather than doing something they knew they were supposed to. And they couldn't and the fact, you for the it. Fact, the fact that they lied to me about what they needed to do tells me that they hold me in a higher regard yep. than even myself. They look at me and they go, wow, this guy's actually like really wants me to do a good job, but damn it, I really want to go do this thing I'm not supposed to do. Yeah. So in that same accord, and this is the stuff that I tell when I'm, when I'm talking to people about all the stuff I've done over the past few months, um, it, it, about forgiveness. 
Um, talking about Sally Sue. Um, okay. <laughs> I still say fuck Sally Sue. Fuck Sally not inviting Reagan to the sleepover. But the the forgiveness aspect is it it goes a lot deeper and it's actually a lot it's actually surface level as well when it's yeah. like I want to tell you that I don't it didn't bother me that you needed to do what you thought you were supposed yeah. to do I'm proud that you asked me and I'm even proud that you were afraid to tell me what you wanted to do and I forgive you and I've had a lot of people that have talked a lot of shit about me from the show that I did. And I have not once, not even during the show, after the show, any interviews or Zoom meetings or podcast interviews I've done, never once have I come out and said anything negative about any of the people that I went through hell with. Yeah. And I know that they had to get these things off of their chest. Um, and it's been, and I'm only saying this because we're in this room with, with us, and, and I, I know that we're these type of people. That shit didn't bother me. None it of what be. they said bothered me because yeah. I knew that they had to get this thing off of themselves and I was just over the moon happy to have even been a part of what they did and what we all had to experience in the house and the 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 press and the lights and the the craziness you just I'm grateful I'm overly grateful and the only thing that I if I was going to ever give any sort of like word of advice to anybody listening to this stuff anything we're saying right now is just to to forgive as often as you possibly can because no one it, not not too often are people out to just screw you over. They're no. not they're not out to to go against your wishes because they think you're a dumbass. They literally love you and they're trying to do their own thing and they think that they're doing the right thing. Forgive them, support them, love them because those are the people that need the most love right now. Yeah, I, without them ever asking cuz you're a lot of times I'm going to get asked to forgive or hey please forgive me or whatever you just you forgive them for yeah. you and for and for them because you're yeah you're, you're like okay you know what i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt i love you i care about you i know where your heart's at i like to think i know where your heart's at in this and and if not you know what i'm forgiving you anyways because that's what i'm supposed to do well that's the biggest part to me is forgiving for myself absolutely like I, and i know like to tell somebody hey look we're good but if I tell you that we're good, in a way, it's also telling me I have came to terms with what has happened. I'm cool with it. Let's move on. Let's go back to where we were before this shit started. Now we've for, had that in our relationship. Yeah, but it I happened. mean, but shit happens, and it was I, easy because me and you have that mentality. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like you're gonna make fucking mistakes. It's a family thing. Yeah, it's like you are going to fuck up. Nobody is perfect. I don't live in a glass house and mm -hmm. I ain't finna throw fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it, there's no reason to. And the people who don't realize that you're gonna make a mistake and you ought to show grace are the people that's gonna be at the top of the totem pole. They're gonna fuck up. And because they never showed anybody grace, they're not gonna have anybody to catch them when they fall. Mm -hmm. With all of us, it is pretty much like this. It's, Hey, if Josh makes a mistake, if Cam makes a mistake, we're going to be there. We're going to catch them when they fall. We're going to help build them back up. We're going to be there. And I'm not talking about social media. I'm talking about just as a fucking person. Yeah, in life. Right. Like, just in life. Like, you're going to be there for them. There's no way everybody makes a mistake. If you don't show grace to the people you care about and move on, and help them better the situation. It's you true. are setting yourself up, if nothing else, 
the second that fuck up happens with you, mm-hmm. you are fucked. And from but, a, and, yeah. and from experience, the, all of us, when you do fuck up, when you do make that, when you make that yeah. wrong step, own it, yeah. own it completely, Absolutely. and say, God, dude, I. <laughs> Listen, I I tore this one up. I yeah. absolutely. I think people respect that, up. though, Cam. I think people respect. Oh, absolutely, that is so attractive. Like if you can own up to anything, even if even if you're on the line about it, if you're like, I don't know if this was taken this way, or maybe it wasn't. Either way, I'm gonna own up to it and say, look, this might have been perceived as this. I'm, you know, I apologize. I will work on this or whatever. Like I have so much respect, and that is just like one of the most beautiful things. Well, if you don't, if you don't do what you just said right there, that is you saying to everyone around you that I know what is absolute best for everybody in this room. That I know what is right. Yeah. Your opinion doesn't matter. I know what is right. Right. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. It takes a fucking village even to raise us, not to start youngins. Right. It takes all of our fucking tribe to get to where we want to go. That's true. And if you're not one of those people that wants to be a tribe person, and you want to be a you fucking person. Somebody told me something a long fucking time ago. Beware of people that say I instead of we. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. I did not know what that meant until I started working in social media. And people just do not get, why don't we fuck? Success, I've said it a million times on this fucking show. Me being successful will not mean a fucking thing to me if my friends are not right there with me. If I reach the fucking mountaintop, and every one of my friends are at fucking rock bottom, it will not mean nothing to me. I want everybody that I love, I care about, that's in the same realm that I work in, to be right there with me. If we don't all have a common goal of getting there together, and you feel like you have to be superior to me, or you just, you're fake, then please, do me a favor, don't fucking come around, because my heart gets put out there. And it's I'm true. and I'm gonna fucking care. It's true. I'm gonna care to where I make it weird with this sometimes. I'll forgive you, but it's gonna fucking hurt. Yeah, I've had those. Yeah, I, I think too, hurt. the whole like forgiveness and the grace thing. Um, something I struggle with is like, I will, I give I give grace, and if I get to the end, I it's gonna be like okay, I, I might have gave not too much. There's really no such thing, but I'm on that end, and I'd rather be on that end than not giving enough. But like. Not with myself, though. I think we also have to forgive and give ourselves grace as we give it to others because I'm really hard on myself, and I'm sure all three of us can, like, relate to those things of, like, okay, well. Absolutely. Especially when you're in this, we're all trying to do better, and we want to mm-hmm. grow, and we want to do these things, and, like, it's, I'm so easy to give grace and forgive, but then I'm like, dang, like, am I doing enough? What am I doing today? Like, is this enough? Should I be doing more? Like, how? I don't know. It's. I think it's, I think it's doing enough. I was actually just fucking going. I do I do a lot of weird mental shit now. You haven't been around Cam for the mushroom part of my life. <laughs> uh, mushrooms have changed my life. Great not, game. Not, not not even like to be high microdosing has changed. If you thought I was a decent person before, I'm more happy with myself now and i think me being more happy with myself has radiated out to my friends well that's beautiful i, that's, do. I think that's exactly what it's, listen i'm a hippie so <laughs> i'm i'm a hippie cowboy i'm weird yeah. so things like that light you, me up dude i, I talked to that. i talked to the school girl over here so much about it she ate one of my mushroom gummies didn't do shit for her cuz she only ate one 
Uh, but like, it gives you so much clarity. It gives you so much stuff that you start forgiving yourself. Yeah. Stuff that you're holding you're against yourself. Oh man, that you don't even realize why the fuck you're holding it against yourself. It's heavy. Look, I think I think everybody listens to this show or whatever, and I'm not gonna call it no names. Recently went through some shit to where we went. We ain't around some people no more. I literally wish these people the fucking best. I really do. But I did like. I hey. wish them the best, but they already had it. I mean, hey, hey. <laughs> I did. I fucking love you. Oh, so that's much. good. I like that one. But Sorry. like, speaking on my, I'm just kidding. Um, no, you're not. I love you, and I'm not cutting it out this episode. Girl, stop oh. staying. I like that. I like the good line, dude. But like, I legit have got it in my head now to where it ought to be my number one priority to make myself happy. And in order to make yourself happy, you have to forgive yourself. And I think I was holding on to shit that other people did to me. And I think in my head, somehow, and y'all can tell me if y'all are like this, maybe I'm just fucking crazy. But like, I think for the longest time, I would allow somebody to do something to me and then I would hold it against myself that it happened to me. Uh, me. That I. That, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That I. Uh, I did like, that to me. Yes, yeah. That I, I allowed. I yeah, no. That, that I allowed that person to have that much impact on my life. Contr- I put them control. in that situation to where they yeah. needed to yes. do that to me. And yeah. control, like at that point, they are controlling your everyday yeah. life, and that's they're yeah. they're controlling your whole yeah. perspective on the situation yeah. at that point. Now you're now you're reevaluating your entire being because this one person decided something silly that has nothing to do with you, but now it's about you. And then at yeah. that point, yeah. and it's not, and that's the thing, it's not about you. Yeah. So when you learn to Ever. actually forgive yourself, you can forgive somebody else for what they did to you, but you have to forgive yourself for the perception or perception that they allowed for you to have on yourself. And that is where I'm at now. Like it's where you know what I can I can say this in the nicest way possible. But when I say fuck them now, <laughs> regardless of who they are, I'm not singling anybody out when I say that. If you aren't on my team, if you don't have the same drive, the same outlook on life as I do, or whatever now, why am I getting fucking mad about it? Why am I holding it against you? I'm allowing you to have that control over me. I can't let it go, even though I've said that I forgive you because I haven't forgiven myself for allowing you to have that control over me. It's just peace. Yeah, it's just peace. My right. peace now, dude. Fuck, my peace is priority number one. Yeah, it's uh, happiness versus joy. And it, yeah, it you can you can get some you. happiness. You can get happiness in a in a in a in a can, but yeah. joy. Joy it's, takes time. Joy takes forgiveness. Joy takes peace. And it's literally gladness not be- based on circumstance. Yes. Like that's what literally the Bible says. And it's it's so hard because I think about like, okay, I've maybe I've been sad lately. Maybe I've been whatever, but you know what? I'm so joyful. Like yep, it's yeah. not that I'm just, oh, I'm just so happy and everything's great. No, it's no matter what, I'm okay. It's gonna be okay, no matter the circumstance. And I think that but it's also the peace. Because if you have peace, everything else will align. And you will have that joy and you will have that contentment and you're serving others around you at some form, at some capacity. And I just think that will pour back into you. Like if you can have that community of people that bring you peace that are also joyful and that are not well, just. Bringing I really do think that it is, even though we were joking about the vibe stuff earlier, like how we didn't till recently understand it or whatever. I think the older you get, the more you actually, <sighs> I've said it a million times, but 
If I'm around positive people, I'm going to be positive. If I'm around negative people, I'm going to be negative. And the more that you're around people that's got that same vibe, that same vibrations and all that shit that you do that put out the same stuff that you want, the more you realize like, okay, I'm doing good. Yeah, like, it's a drive. I, you're, yeah. you're on the same, you're on the same chord. Like, um, happiness is, is, is temporary. Yeah. Right. Happiness is the juice, but joy is, joy is the sauce. That's the stuff Absolutely. that sticks. Absolutely. So, but yeah. I'm also, I'm still a petty bitch. I'm still a petty bitch. So I'll <laughs> say this. It has made me realize this though, that if you don't have that outlook, if you choose to pick negative, if you choose to throw other, other people under the bus, so you get attention. You know what's going to happen? You're going to be the person that gets hit by the fucking bus one day. And with all of us, we're just not like that. We just yeah. want to be fucking happy. Yeah. There's not enough people that just like, there's a lot of folks that can't make up their mind in this world what they want to do. <laughs> Bitch, don't you start. There's not enough people in this world that can't make up their minds that they want to do. Oh, now, why can't you be positive about that? Why can't you say... You know what? I don't know what I want to do today. Why exactly? Why can't is, yeah. why can't I just let it come to me? Why can't I let and, and the good the, shit come to me? And enjoy the waiting and enjoy yeah. the like hey, like I, we were talking about plans earlier. I mean, I have a lot of plans. Yeah. And I've had a lot of plans in my life. And did they all go through the way I thought? No. Have they changed? Absolutely. But you know what? Forward is forward and day to day. What am I doing to get there? And if it changes, it changes, but it's not, I think too, we get caught up on the, this is just as a human race, for some reason, it's a, a rat race to get to the happy spot. Like, well, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. Okay, well, guess what? What are you, what are you doing in the meantime? That's when life is happening. That's when you're supposed to be finding joy and happiness and all these things that you're waiting till you get to some point to where you're like, okay, well now I can be happy. Like, your life just passed you by. Well, I, mean, I think there's a there's a in. sports saying that I think has only came around the past couple of years. I want to say the 76ers GM back in the day or a couple of years ago is the one that coined the phrase, but it's trust the progress, our process. Like now I'm a process guy. Now whatever's going on in my life at the now, I don't really care about getting to the destination yeah, anymore. It's, it's I want to enjoy the journey. The journey. Yeah, absolutely. And like back then, uh, Cam probably know better than I do, but I'm pretty sure like they were telling the fans like, hey, Give us time. Like this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Doesn't make any fucking sense to what you've got going on right now. But if you trust the process and enjoy the process, when we get to the mountaintop, it's going to be even fucking better. And that's the same way with your everyday life. There's too many people that are too goal oriented. Like you're supposed to have a goal, but if you only focus on your goal, you are literally missing every stepping stone, every lesson learned. Everything that you were supposed to do that was supposed to bring happiness and joy to your life along the way. You really only think, hey, just like now, I want to be fucking rich one day. If I missed everything along the way that made me rich, ain't I going to be miserable when I get rich? Like, if I don't enjoy everything. Yeah, it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. And then, too, even if you don't make it to the mountaintop, like... You might get on the edge. You might get to that crest. And that, that might be a way better spot than the mountaintop. And I'm just like, why not embrace that? And two, um, I used to coach competitive cheerleading like years ago. And one thing I would tell my cute little cheerleaders, um, they would all be so nervous. They'd be like, I'm about to be sick going out on the stage. And I'm like, well, let's transfer that anxiety to excitement. 
like we talk about the unknown of the future and we don't know what we're going to be doing a year from now or two years or five years, 10 years. We know what we want to do or we think we know what we want to do, but why, instead of being scared, like be excited. Embrace like, it. Like how awesome is that, that I don't know what's coming. Like, and there's no way to know. So you might as well just That's the be beautiful excited. side. I love that. Like I, anxiety I love to that excitement. And that is anytime I get anxious as I don't know what about my future, what I'm going to be doing. I'm like, okay, wait, you know what? I, I'm I, excited. It's I love the, good. I love the concept of your blessings right around the corner. You just got to earn it, right? But the reason why I love the concept of it is I can't see the blessing because it's around the corner. Sure. I I have to enjoy everything up to it. I don't know what my blessing is. I don't know. And every one of us, have, this has happened to us. You didn't know something was going to be good for you until you got it. You didn't know that it was going to bring you real joy until you were in that situation or you were at that place. You probably wanted something else. And when you wound up with what you were supposed to get, you realize it's what you were supposed to get. It's realize where you were supposed to end up. There's a lot of us, if we would have got what we wanted, we wouldn't be happy. So our blessings being around the corner and just not giving up till you get there, in my mind is like, why wouldn't I just be happy, be positive, know that my blessing's coming, not have my mind fixated on what is one blessing. Yeah, I was about to say, and too, like there's blessings. Yeah. Right now, I mean, there's, like Cam, throw me a fireball. That'd be a blessing right now. Well, people put too much pressure. People put too much pressure on it. Oh, you, yeah. You, you can't. You, I mean, it's part of living. You just got to let it come. If you don't quote Lonesome Dove right here, because you're the only person that's been on the show that likes Lonesome Dove as much as I do, Reagan, do you know the quote? I don't know what quote you're talking okay, about. Okay, you're gonna love it if you've never heard it before. Uh, if yes, shit. If you want something too bad when you're bound to get it, or if you want something too bad when you get it, it's bound to be a disappointment. Absolutely. You got to enjoy every day like a feisty gentleman, nice cold glass of buttermilk. And I can't remember what fucking last part. Kicking is. a pig. There it is. <laughs> it pretty much what Gus, it, baby. It, boy, I love Gus. <laughs> what it means though, if you think about your favorite place to eat, favorite place to eat, and you build it up in your head. You cannot yeah. wait to get you there told to me eat. This on the way home, the other yeah, because I was fucked up. But it's one of my favorite things. It's <laughs> it, really listen, one we get fa- fucked up. We'll quote on some dove. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the truth. If you want something, if you've got that restaurant built up in your head, and you're like, when you get there, it's gonna be the best fucking steak I've ever had. In my They're life. probably gonna be sold out of steak, wouldn't you? Get yeah. It? Well, it might. They might be sold out of steak. That's one. But two, when you get it, if it's not as good as you build it up in your head, that doesn't mean it's bad. That means you've built it up to be more than what it was supposed to be. Yeah, you set up your own disappointments. You set up your own I, disappointments. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. And it's like you romanticize it. You romanticize your future and you romanticize pe- like pieces of your past. And I'm like, well, it's we're in what I'm five Woodrow. years ago. Oh, you're definitely Woodrow. I'm called, baby. I'm, I'm Gus. I'm Woodrow, man. Oh. But it's like we're we're living in the what we used to talk about our future would be. Oh. So I think there's there's a lot of joy to be found in that. That like wh- where we're at right now is where we used to be like, oh well, in five years or next year I I'll be happy. I'll be this. Okay, well, we're here now. So we here. We're here. So let's just do that now. You know how everybody everybody if they need help understanding that they can be their own like fucking help though, right? Think about how you just said that. Now think about where you were five years ago. And what you wanted, what you lust after, what you begged for five years ago. Now you think about today. Are you happier today than you were five years ago? Then yes, think about the same way looking for the future. Exactly. 
It's yeah. where in five years I can sit here and say that I want to be this, this, and this. Now, if I don't enjoy that along the way, I'm fucking myself. I'm taking myself out of my life's equation. Like, I'm literally saying, if this doesn't happen for me, I'm going to be miserable. To where five years ago for me, shit, I might have been married to somebody else. I might have been, I might have been fucking miserable right now. But what, I was miserable five years ago. 2018, I yeah. was, I was married, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, but I mean, that's just, that's where we're going to be. If you don't enjoy the process, if you don't enjoy every single day, if you don't show grace, if you don't forgive, not as other people, but yourself, you're never going to get to where you're supposed to be. I've always said, you might not always be where you want to be, but you're always where God wants you at. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you just keep pushing and believing those, those gut feelings, those intuitions, that discernment of like, this ain't right. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Or the whole in between. Don't be in between. Make a decision. Trust the process. And just do it. Do mushrooms. Do uh, mushrooms. <laughs> I'm telling you. It'll change your fucking trust, life. This episode trust the process. Mushrooms. Yeah. Do mushrooms. Got I mean, you have to. I mean, I give do. people I mean, you don't have process, to do, do mushrooms, mushrooms, but I you really should. Want to totally like, should try I want to do, I want to <laughs> actually like do them to where I like have that, that moment. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of self-discovery lately. I'll put it that way. A lot of self-discovery. I I mean, I have that anyways, but not at the capacity you've talked about. Well, it's like I told you the other night, like, and you might think I'm crazy or I might've, you might think that I was too fucked up to remember this. I have realized more and more every time I do them that my faith is my biggest part of my life. Now, I don't think that the good Lord is ready to call on me to be a preacher or anything yet. Yet. But the more and more that I do mushrooms, the more and more I realize why my life is what it is. Why I am so faith-driven to where how even when I get on shows and, and shit with other people that don't believe in God or they don't see shit the way I do or they don't understand what grace or faith is, it's like I, I understand why. More and more now. And it's also too weird to where some people will be like, oh, I've got to go ahead and do this. I don't feel like I'm ready for it yet. And I don't feel like the good Lord's ready for me yet. I think he's going to call me one day or I'm a moron. And he's calling me to do exactly what he wants me to do now to where it does not matter who I'm talking to, any walk of life. Somehow I ended up, I end up bringing up my faith. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what he wanted from me. It's crazy. You do, uh, you know who Julie Chen Moonves is? Mm-mm. Julie Chen, she, she's the, uh, the host of Big Brother. Okay. She's been doing that show for 23 years. Okay. And she is about to be honored as one of the biggest um, female influences in television history. Like, she's about That's to get, awesome. like, in, like, in a few days. Like, there's going to be, a, like, a thing in her honor. Like, awesome. and I just did an interview with her today. That's cool. And it's going to be on her Instagram. Um, but... Yeah, the forefront of it is her faith. She's yeah. she's a big Christian, I and like that. God is first. Um, and she wanted to meet with me and uh, talk about that. And I was telling her about um, the fact that when I was in Afghanistan, we would have these things called bunker Bible studies. Whenever you know stuff was popping off and it was getting kind of nuts, and we would <laughs> go into the bunkers, uh, you know, in certain times of day when everything was was getting nuts. And that was the one time when we we had the opportunity to talk about our faith and and dive into the Bible, 
And she kind of, she probed me a little bit and uh, the fact that I had lost a little bit of that faith. I had, I had a lot of questions and a lot of concerns and a lot of things that were making me go, is this really what I believe in? What am I doing? Keep and going. It, and back. it wasn't even... And it wasn't even necessarily um, that I had lost my faith. Um, it wasn't anything that I had witnessed or encountered in war personally. Right. Um, but the things that I had seen and done, I'm a very empathetic person. The things that I had seen from the perspective of others. Right. And seeing what they were going through that made me go like, hey, man. Hey, God. Like, How what's... is this? Yeah. What are we? What are we? What are we doing here? I'm supposed to. I'm tr- like, yeah. I'm a trust the process kind of guy, but can you tell yeah. me what's going on here? And I was very confused and very, very rattled. Yeah. Um. And we would talk about those kind of things. Um, and even more so outside of those bunkers, outside of those crazy experiences that I had in Afghanistan, I hit it harder. Um, when I got home from Afghanistan, um living by myself um, and not having the resources available to have those bunker Bible studies, not having those guys to reach out to all the time. I had, I had to personally reach out to people when I was having struggles, when I was having questions when I was having rough times. Um, And that's the hardest thing to do. Um, within your faith, within not even within your faith, but within just who you are as a person, right. going, hey man, like you should probably reach out to yeah. somebody. And Josh knows better than anybody um, the struggles that I endured when I came back, um, and I didn't know who to talk to, where to turn, what to do. But having the ability to reach out to people was foreign to me. Yeah, like you, they're supposed to be accessible. Yeah. And having to be the guy that goes, Hey man, you got some shit going on. You should probably go talk to somebody about this. Not like a professional, but just like find Support someone. Right. Find someone yeah. to lean on. Right. And I, mean, I was I was telling I brought up Julie because I was telling Julie about this in the in the interview today and it hit me too then at the time what not only I went through um, but the majority of the people that have gone through the war and gone through battles, struggles, not even in military, first responders, uh, firefighters, EMTs, these people that have endured just horrendous events, um, but but normal people, normal people that have had to endure things that we can't fathom. Yeah. And, 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 and rough struggles that we've all made it through, not even in wartime, not even in like crazy response techniques or anything nuts, but just like your home life. Right. Things that have affected you so personally that you don't know who to reach out to. Um, and I've always, I've always prided myself on being one of those advocates, a person that you could reach out to. Yeah. Because I did not know how... I did not know how to do it myself. I didn't know who to reach out to. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know who to go find. And the answer is right around the corner. It's it's so it hits you in the face. It's yeah. It's literally your best friends, your family, anyone. The moment that you open up to someone and tell them what you're feeling, 
everything opens up. I, I think, and I mean this, and there's going to be some people that have faith that are Christians are going to get super mad at me when I'm about to say. I think you are supposed to question your faith. Oh yeah, you're supposed to. We're supposed. That. We're not supposed to understand, yep. and it's and that's so hard. Um, yep. Like you saying, like witnessing things or even knowing about things or however, and it's like, okay, God, like really, this is this is what we're doing. This is like yeah, right, is, yeah, and and I and I think that's that we're human. We're always gonna. Well, you have to literally trust Him and trust the not understanding. Like the the moment that you reach understand. out, when you reach out. You will get the most response that you're ever going to get. One of the weirdest moments of my life is probably like 2016, 2017, when I decided to share where I tried to commit suicide back in 2010. And it had been something that's been weighing on my heart forever, all this kind of stuff. The shit with Snapchat just took off and everything. And I was like, you know what? This is just on my heart. I need to share my story. It is the scariest thing I have damn near ever done because I thought everyone on my social media when I posted this video were going to fucking lose their minds and call me crazy and all this other shit. It did nothing but the opposite of that to where everyone that reached out to me was like, man, I've been there. Thank you for sharing this. It's crazy. Love because, you. But it, it, yeah. it, it really did. And it was one of those moments that I realized in my life that I don't know everything. Mm -mm. I literally thought that everybody was going to be like, you crazy fuck. I just wanted it off my chest because there was enough people that like already knew about it. Like you're being a dramatic it. asshole. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, enough yeah. people that already knew about it where we was from to where like, okay, I've got, if I'm going to go forward with what I want to do in, in life, I need to get this off my chest. Otherwise, somebody's going to bring it up at some point in time. So I almost did it for the wrong reasons. But everything that I got back from it was so great and I was so scared of it. And when I did that, it made me start not questioning my faith, but wanting a better understanding of it. So when you start asking questions about your faith, you start second-guessing some things. I'll guarantee you neither one of y'all have ever asked a question about your faith and wanted more understanding of it, that you didn't get a better answer and more understanding of it. If you didn't get, fuck my dogs, of course they would do this right now. If you do not get a better understanding of your faith when you ask questions about it, then there's probably something wrong. Like there's, you need to dive deeper into it. You need to look That's in true. your heart and yeah, look in, and look in yourself. But with me, if I question something, if I'm like, oh God, why did that happen? Like I, I get it. I get that you. We don't understand everything, but why does this happen? Later on, I might not get it right that second, but when I do have understanding of it, it's like. You knew what you were doing. And and to the peace of knowing like, hey, I may never know why this happened. Yeah. Ever while I'm here on earth. And and that takes a lot. And I know it goes, I guess, back to being like confident in yourself and confident in what you've been through, what you've done. Because I know like for me, being married and divorced and surviving a domestic violence situation for years and being just in this terrible spot like it was embarrassing for me i'll be so honest like coming out of that i was like man i don't want anybody really not that i didn't want people to know but it was like it made me feel weak like i was just some weak definitely not woman weak. but just as many times as i've been able to help other women since then and i mean it's been five years but 
um, since then has been out, I mean, outstanding. And it hasn't even been in a spot of where I'm like out there trying to help people. It's just in situations. Like I feel like the Lord allows things to happen so that you can help others to some extent. Well, think, well, think about this. And this is kind of what like I've had in my head for the longest time now. What if your pain, what if the stuff that you didn't understand in life was just because the good Lord knew you were strong enough to handle that battle and to put it out into the world? It's true. Well, yeah. like And, and brave enough and just willing to say, okay, like, okay, God, use me and use my, use my story, use my testimony. And um, not only for us, but for those around us. And because if you hadn't shared your story, like I'm, I know just in the time I've known you, as many people as you've talked to and shared your testimony of your whole life. And I mean, it's, if you can help any, especially young people, young, like younger than us, because obviously age and wisdom sometimes go hand in hand. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but I just know like for me, um, helping others in those situations. Cause for me, like I was young and I was 15 when I got in a not good situation that I didn't understand at the time. And, but I'm out and I'm alive and I can, look back and be like, okay, this is, this was not right. This is not okay. And you can scream it from the rooftops and help others that are right there and help them up and help them. Like you said earlier, like, I don't want to go through it. If you can tell me not to make this mistake, I'll trust you. Like, I, be- yeah, yeah. I believe you, please help. And yeah. it's, it's such a, a cool thing to have the peace of still not knowing and being okay with that. But, but diving deeper and not letting it just halt, like just halt you, your faith. Cause it's you, not about us. It's about him and what it's, and we're human. We're not going to And you're right. And, and I've, this is something that she talks about, age and experience. This is something I've come to terms with. Not everyone has the faith that, the faith that we have. Yeah. And um, being an advocate for those people is hard to do because we have experienced the things that we have experienced. Right. And we have had the ability to get through it right. because of our faith, because we've had the just amazing ability to go well it's god's plan and this is what we can we can we can lean on that a lot of people don't have that type of faith so there's there's this disconnect with the ability to go hey it's okay just trust the process and hey it's okay here's the things that you need to do there's a proactive sense there from going trust in the faith to well if you don't believe in that how else can I help you? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that was an interesting, an interesting opportunity for me when I became an advocate for not only veterans but for first responders that had gone through rough battles. Right. Um, trying to trying to create the bridge between faith in something higher, right, and figuring out a way to make it through based on your own beliefs. Right. And so it's hard to be an advocate from a single perspective. Right. So looking looking at a perspective and going, hey guys, here's how I made it through. Right. And going to someone and going, hey, I don't know how to help you through this, but here is how I got through it. Yeah. Creating the dialogue, creating yeah. the conversation and going, hey, what can I do? I, I know what I needed in my life and what I needed to make right. it through what I made it through. What do you need? Right. And that's that's the big the big bridge between what we believe 
and the people that don't believe what we believe, how can I be an advocate? How can I help you through your scenario and com- completely be on opposite ends of the understanding and belief here? Well, to kind of make it make sense to people who don't have faith. That's yeah. one thing I like to do is like kind of let me show you why we believe in what we believe in, mm-hmm. right? You served our military. Yeah. You've been overseas. Mm-hmm. You've done shit that I'll never ask you about, probably, and I don't want you to tell me about. To be real with you, because I'm probably not ready for it. I'll probably want to be ready for it. When you look at a general, and that general looks like he's battle-scarred, looks like he's been through some shit, aren't you going to listen to him better than somebody that looks like they are squeaky clean, never been on a battlefield, never experienced shit in their life? It's true. Aren't you going to look at somebody that's all scarred up that just looks like they are dent, dinged, battle scarred? It's true. And you're going to be like, you know what? That person made it through. If they, if they made it through, why am I not listening to them? It's true. And that's the same thing with faith. That's the same thing with all of us. It's like we're battle scarred in one way or another. And it should be our mission in life that if you are battle scarred, that however you got those dents, dings, those scars to help the next person from getting them. I'll carry that flag. Yeah. I'll carry that flag all day. Here's what I did. What can I do for you? Exactly. How can I serve you? And two, like, like I joke all the time. I'm like, I'm thankful that I've lived 50 years and 27 years. Like I'm thankful that I went through some crap and I know there's going to be more crap to go through, but I'm thankful because obviously that was for a reason. But two, like, going back to the, okay, if you don't, just because you don't believe what I believe. Okay. Well, I just can't help you because you don't love the Lord. Like I know, like, I, by definition, okay, I would like to kind of that cliche thing of like, let them see Jesus in you. Okay, well, what did he exemplify? Yeah. How can you be a good friend? How can you be a good, even if they don't, what can I do? What can, yeah. what well, can, can I, I do? You? I, I will love you through this, and yeah. I, but I'm not going to shove Jesus down your throat. Um, but I, I want to, to be an example of what how he would be if he was here right now right. and what he would do for you. And I just think, like you said, I mean, you're going to respect that and you're going to respect, hey, they're a good person. Like, whether or not they believe what I believe, they seem to be a really good person. They treat me really well. And then at some point, you might can share your testimony and it, it might grow to a faith-based thing. But if not, hey, you're loving them and you're serving them and you're there for them. Well, and that's that's what I've helped you make called. it through your yeah, hurdle. and that's what we're called to do. We're called to serve and we're called to love. And yeah, that's right. That's what you guys do. I don't always think either, too, like... Take what? Well, you don't think what? I said I always don't think either that we have to, like, remember that just because we have faith and that we're Christians, that that's the only thing out there in the world. It's where... I can't tell you what's right or what's wrong for you. I can tell you what works for me, what I believe in to my core or whatever. Right. But I think across all religions, beliefs, everything, if I'm a good person to you and I share my experiences with you, it does nothing but help you. Now, what I think is beautiful about that is if you're lost in this world and you don't know why I have what I have and why I view things what I have, then I think you come to me and want to know, well, t- tell me about God. Yes, tell me, tell yeah. me what, tell me what exactly. God means to you. But if you don't just start off by saying, or not, not saying, how you said you want people want to see Christ in you, or whatever, right? Like if you're just not a good person, and you just don't radiate that out to people, and then they find out you're a Christian, and they're like, oh, well, I don't want any, I don't. Uh, yeah, man, there's they, a they're there's not nice at all. <laughs> there's a lot of people that push that Christian thing right off the bat when you meet them. Yeah, 
I know. Tell me it isn't always better. And it, I'm just weird about this one. So, like, I don't think I've ever said this on the show. I'm always overjoyed, and I always like the person more. If it comes up later after we've known you each come other for to a little it. while yes. that you're a Christian. Yes. Absolutely. I we went to the same churches. Yeah. Well, we, you, we went around yeah. the same walks of life where we, we encounter those people that they don't flaunt it. I, yeah. They don't yeah. put it out there I, for you. And I and I and I look at those people and go, I want to be like that person. Yeah. Where I where I found it in them. Yeah. Rather because than them having to tell me that yeah, they had yeah. it in them. How are they living their life? How are they treating others? Exactly. Like that's that's literally and that, because that's where it's at. You can say it just like anything else. You can say all these things. It's deeper. You can say, but it's so much deeper. What than is that. what is no. do what, what do all you women say? Is I don't want to hear you talk about it. I want you to be about if it. If he wanted to, he would. Yeah, if he wanted to, he would. Same thing when it comes to your faith. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing comes with you just being a good person. Yeah. I want everybody that listens to the show. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. I would rather you be obviously. Jesus loves you. Yeah, Jesus loves you. I love <laughs> you too. I'm not but, kidding. That's great. For the record, but, I just heard Cody Johnson's new album. Uh, been, have you listened to? First off, I was going to already I've missed out on a lot of make, stuff. Make me a mop. Well, oh my god! Will mop my tears up off the floor. So, Come on, I love son. that man. Now, I'm sorry, he, sorry. He no, 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 you're fucking good because so that's what big. you're supposed to do. That's <laughs> you want to get some people to come oh, to Jesus tonight. Woo. Don't listen to the Josh Terry podcast. Go listen to "Make Me a Mop" by Cody Johnson. And, that boy. and I heard him. I heard the song that he sang uh, called uh, "Jesus Loves You," and he was like, uh, "You're yeah. lucky. Like God was looking out for you when I left my gun in my truck." Hey, let yes. me Son. I can't Son. tell you how many beers I have already drank to Dirt Cheap. Oh dirt my cheap. God. I dirt cried cheap. like a baby. Man, when he says, keep your money because a man can't leave his dog. Man, fuck. I mean, you both are girl dads oh anyway. God. But when he I says I can see that, that little girl swinging in the, in the swing with the pink bows and her brown hair. Lost it. <laughs> I literally heard that song for the first time tonight on my way to this house. Lord knew what he was doing. Ride on the way here. Lord knew what he was doing. I'm telling Good you. God, dude. Fuck, that song is... I'm a... You know it better than anybody. I'm a humongous Cody Johnson fan, Absolutely. and I waited. I waited to listen to the album in full Yeah. when I was by myself. Oh, I was on the ride here, that's and I turned the album on so that I could just, like, feel it. Cried like a bitch. Oh, my <laughs> God. I had nothing going for me. That's for damn sure. Uh, you got plenty of shit going for you. Uh, you're just the you're dude. The reason why we get along so good, and the reason why I love you, and the reason why I know, I'll be the first one to say this to you. I've only said this to one other person on this show, it, and her name's Dimps. I know you haven't met Dimps with us yet, or what? I could see it in her. Everything when we did our first show together, like March or some shit last year, I can't remember. But you could see that she was going to be so fucking successful in this realm, right? You're going to surpass me very fucking quickly because you, I don't mean that in a bad way towards me either. Like, I'm so happy with what I am. You were made for this. And there's just certain things about you that is so fucking obvious. And... The more I lost my train of thought, because the way that I started that it was so fucking good, and then I just fucked up on it. But you are going to be successful in whatever the fuck you do. Big Brother was just the chance for people to see what the rest of us already knew. And where did I start that at? Does anybody fucking know? I don't know. I was. We're at Cody Johnson. Yeah, we're from Cody Johnson now. And now. Oh, okay. I know what it was. Know what it was. Fuck, I'm stupid. 
Cody Johnson is bringing people to being Christians and bringing people to the Lord without trying to. Yeah, and he is. He is. He, mm. And that's the same thing I think with you. That's the same thing no, I think I with even, you. Yeah, I don't You're going to bring like people that. to happiness. You're going to bring people to God by just being you. You right. don't have to push anything. Like you can just be Cam. And I think that's probably why I've always respected you and wanted you around to where, you know, there's some other people that are funny as fuck that me and you both know that grew up in a town we live in. But at the end of the day, funny as fuck or just spilling the beans on other people or whatever. That's not what this is supposed to be about. You're supposed to be pushing something that is going to help somebody out there. Best compliment I've ever got in my life. It wasn't about anybody giving me a check or nothing else. It was somebody telling me, hey, because you shared your mental health stuff, it made me fucking fine. No kidding, man. Yeah, like that's, that's the best thing you could ever get, and the same thing's going to be with you. And to go and just going back to earlier, you're talking about like being humble and just just being glad to be here. Like I think if whatever room you walk into, you're just glad to be there. God. I mean, that's just True. great. And I think about Kojo where I was saying I was like just thinking about. Um, I saw him this summer at CMA Fest, and when he was on that stage, and he was so appreciative, and he was, and I just think that's what it's about. Like period. Like you should just appreciate where you're at. And he did give you know glory to God, which was very awesome to get up there and be on that big stage and do that but he was having a good time he's being a good guy and he how he lives his life as far as we can see obviously we're not in his house but as far as we can see he's a pretty cool dude he's a good guy and i mean people want to get a part in that so if you come to faith by that or whatever but it's all about just being glad to be here and showing appreciation i used to i used to say yeah i used to say there's two different people that bring people to god you got warriors in this world that lead by being battle scarred, and you got preachers that lead because a lot of people don't want to see somebody that's battle scarred. They'd rather have that squeaky clean person. And I'm big on the sinners. I'm big. I mean, obviously. We outlaws, brother. I, that's what I'm saying. We, I'm we big got on that the, thing well, that. We're all sinners, no matter what you're covering yeah, it up with. Man, I didn't, we didn't come up gentle. Cam gets it. Cam gets it. I'm big on the outlaws. I'm big on. There's even like. I don't know if y'all have ever heard them or whatever. When you hear somebody that has been to prison, that Shit. has been used to being a biker, that used to been whatever, and somehow you have to fight you out of a fucking corner. Yeah. You have to fight you out of a fucking corner. You don't. You. They had to fight. You their find way. yourself, and you find where you're supposed to be. They had to fight their way out of hell to find. Yes, heaven. and they're not scared to show it. Nope. That shit right there means more to me than anything. I know exactly who I am because I had to show myself. Yeah. I didn't have to show anybody who I was. I had to show myself right. who I was. Yeah. And if you've made it through that, that's the biggest battle that you're ever going to find. It's not the battles that you fight other people or the wars that you've been in or the obstacles that you've overcome. If you have fought the battle to figure out who you are to yourself, you're an outlaw. Absolutely. That war with your mind and war with yourself and coming out on top and getting better from there. Is dangerous. Done. And that's how we're ending the show. <laughs> uh, it don't get no better than that, folks. If you don't like the Josh Terry podcast after that, you better find You're a new wrong. one. Because <laughs> that right there is going to church in the bar in the same two-hour span right there. Uh, Cam, I couldn't be prouder of you, dude. I'm telling you, Woo. you are going to hopefully inspire a lot of people around here to chase their dreams. And all I could ever ask from anybody that's associated with anything I do 
is push people to chase their dreams because this ain't no fucking dress rehearsal. Nope. You get one shot of this. Don't end up on your deathbed and wish you'd have done more. And I love the fact that you want more, that you're chasing it despite anybody tells you that you are crazy or a dumbass for doing it, ask them what it's like to be on national television and America's fucking favorite. And then tell them to kiss your ass because you deserve everything you got, dude, and I couldn't be fucking prouder. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much for this, man. It's awesome. Anytime, Bubba. We're fixing to probably go listen to that Cody Johnson album and ride dirt roads unless you got shit to do. Uh, And Reagan, you're stuck with us. (laughs) Yay. I'm proud of you. Hey, look, all jokes aside, you mean a whole hell of a lot to me. I'm proud of you. The good Lord's got huge plans for you, whether you know it or not. And you just being around and just being the amazing human being you are. We all wish that you were wifey, by the way. Like one of us is going to fuck around, battle and marry you up. So I just want you to know you are a special, (laughs) special individual. And I love you. Thank you for being part of my life. Yeah, there we go. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. I love you guys. And remember, you have a purpose. Your purpose might be you, and it might be all the trials and tribulations you've been through. Don't overthink it. Know that what God gave you was enough. He gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. So if you're struggling right now, put it in his hands or put it in the universe's hands. I love y'all. We will see y'all later.